Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. After my first two appointments, my neck and back felt amazing. My body feels rejuvenated, and I actually walked out the office faster than when I walked in. And you can have that same feeling. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specializes in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, and so much more. Make your appointment today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can check them out online at PCAWellness.com. That's PCAWellness.com. And tell them Figgy Figs sit you. I was in New Orleans this past weekend, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so my wife, I told you my wife's birthday was uh, uh, what, Saturday. And so we, did, we decided to take a last minute trip. Okay. No, I, I ain't go to Hollywood. We stayed in the, we stayed in the quarters with the Wolves. Okay. That was my first time there. So it was, it was kind of exciting being there. And what I realized is, uh, I felt like New Orleans, I tweeted this too, and it took off. But I feel like New Orleans and Houston are so much closer than like uh, Houston and Dallas. And it's kind of weird because it's like Houston and Dallas is in the same state. I think it, I want to say it's like an hour and a half close to each other. In New Orleans and Houston seem like more like brothers or that favorite cousin. With them. I mean, kind of, I guess, because... I mean, New Orleans culture is all over the now, especially since, you know, Katrina. Like, like, there's always been, and even before that, honestly, like, when that whole, uh, uh, the music started popping up, the cash money stuff, like, that was super big in Houston, too. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. I mean, a lot of transplants in New Orleans here, so, yeah, it does seem like it's more, they're, they're more interlinked than Dallas and Houston. It's kind of funny because I kind of try to put it in my mindset being in Ohio, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, is, is, is Cleveland and Columbus is kind of okay. Where it's like you know, show love to Columbus, but Cleveland and Cincinnati are like night and day, pretty much, because it's like five hours away. And it's like totally different. That's kind of the South <laughs> to us. It's like damn, they talk all country down here, and it's damn near in Kentucky. But um, it's it's just weird. Just imagine um, Cleveland being so cool and um, like being to Detroit or Pittsburgh, and not really rocking with like Columbus or Cincinnati. <laughs> That's that's how I kind of feel. You would think cities in the same state would kind of relate a little bit, but yeah, that's it's not really the case with Houston and Dallas. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you could really say there's more low key beef between Houston and Dallas than there is actual, you know, camaraderie. First off, yeah. NFL, you know, they got the Cowboys, the most hated team in Houston, and then. Like I don't know, it's just, there's always been kind of beef. The, the music scenes kind of coincided too, but even there, there was like a 
you know, there 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 were some people who were uh, were anti Dallas too. So I don't know. I don't know. We got to ask somebody a legend. We're supposed to have ESG on this week. Hopefully, we get him soon. We can ask him more about the uh, Dallas Houston connection and why that is in the rap scene. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, yeah, it does seem like Houston and New Orleans are closer. Yeah, it's like it's like um, if you have that little, or if you had that big brother or little brother sibling that you really hate in real life. That I know that's my brother, I know that's my sister, but I really hate this person. And yeah, I don't care for this person. But you got a cousin from out of town that you love to death, like a mm-hmm. sibling. And that's how I kind of feel. Like whenever I see you know Houston people talk about New Orleans. They'd be like, yeah, this is my peak, my kin folks mm-hmm. from New Orleans, you know. It's like always love. It's never like a side eye, or anything like that. Yeah. Even with the even with the Saints. I know Saints fans can be a little irritating too. Mm-hmm. But whenever the, the Texans are out, then it's like I'm rooting for the Saints. I hope they kick the Cowboys' ass. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like some love there. And not to mention the hurricane connection with the Hurricane yeah. Katrina and them coming to Houston and all that stuff. So it's it's interesting, man. I you know I, you know me living down here, I learn more stuff. I peep more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I when I was there, I peeped that. I'm like, damn, that's kind of that's kind of interesting, man. It felt like I'm you know it, it ain't no tension or nothing like that. Where it's like, yeah. oh, you from Houston? Oh, it's like, oh, okay, I got peoples there. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's like the neighbor next door. Yeah, you get a love if you go to New Orleans and say you're from Houston. You know, in Dallas, yeah. it might be a little different, man. I don't know. I'd yeah. be like, Ugh, what are you doing or, here? Or even me being from Cleveland, if I went to Pittsburgh, then it's like, oh, you, oh, Browns. It, it's just kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not no beef where they want to fight, but it's kind of like, oh, you from Cleveland. It, it's kind of that type of energy. But yeah. it wasn't like that with um, New Orleans and Houston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, it's uh, New Orleans has a rich culture, so mm-hmm. you know, Houston is a very diverse, and we also are very New Orleans influenced in our food and culture here as well. So, yeah, man, there's definitely a, a a stronger link with us than with Dallas. I would say same with Austin too, because Austin is way way different from Houston or Dallas. Honestly, yeah. It's kind of so, like the safe place for everybody because yeah, I'm guess it's it's the same thing with Columbus and Cleveland. Columbus is like that safe place where you know everybody rock with the uh Buck Ohio State. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we the whole state is kind of on that side. Yeah. But that's it. We like Cleveland don't fuck with Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati don't fuck with mm-hmm. the Browns. But the common place is uh Columbus, which is the capital. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of split, and it's like uh, Columbus is like two and a half hours, I want to say, from Cleveland, and mm-hmm. it's like two and a half hours <laughs> from Cincinnati, so it's like directly in the middle. Oh, damn! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's your geography lesson, courtesy know. of the Figgy Fig. Putting I'll y'all be, on game, I'll be paying attention to all this, shit, man. Like, I really. I really pay attention and study accents mm-hmm. like from all over the place. That's that's kind of a little nerdy thing I like to uh, look at. But went to New Orleans and listening to the accents, I'm like, man, how did they even get those accents, man? It's like how they understand each other. That's what I'd be wondering. Some of them with a deep accent, like 
yeah. talking about, man. Ed Orgeron, like, how the fuck does anybody know what he's saying, dog? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I used to work with somebody at Starbucks, and for the longest, I thought she was like foreign. I'm like, <laughs> maybe she, I, no, seriously, I thought she was like African at first, and then I thought she was Jamaican. And I'm like, I wonder what is she? And uh, I, I randomly asked her because it was one of those times we was all sitting around talking. And she like, I'm black. I'm like, oh, where are you from? And she said, New Orleans. And she, and then she like, who that? Who that? And started doing all that shit. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. lord. But uh, the accent was so strong where I kind of, it was hard for me to understand it. Yes, yeah, that French shit, man, and that's a. Uh... A very, very unique accent, man. You won't find it anywhere else. So, yeah, yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I, I kind of wish I had that accent, man. I ain't gonna lie. No, I don't. <laughs> it just, it just sounds so cool, man. Like you ain't gonna hear it nowhere else. <laughs> nah, 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 I don't like, I don't like the, the Louisiana accent. I don't. I was talking to this girl from New Orleans. So I used to make fun of her because the way she said "baby, baby, oh lady," like it's "baby." <laughs> B A B Y, like fucking. Right I used to fucking clown her for that shit. Like, I'm but, your old lady, right? Yeah, oh, I just, you got like, too. I, you got too many O's, right? I, like I don't. I don't want to be in bed with a chick and, and feeling like I'm with juvenile with that <laughs> fucking fucking accent, man. That that accent just nah. It ain't. That's like one of my least favorite accents in the entire world, man. I'll take almost yeah. anything over. At- that new you, Louisiana accent. Have you have you heard of this legendary artist from New Orleans named um Cheeky Black? I'm sure you uh, probably heard of her. I probably uh, heard of him songs. Yeah, but um I wanna she was like back in the day, I want to say in the 90s. And um she's known to be the uh I guess the mother of twerk or the queen of twerk. I guess she was doing it back in the day before it was hot. She discovered it or something like that. But if you listen to her songs, she sounds just like Juvenile, man. It's kind of scary. It's like, damn, like to the point, I thought Juvenile might have been her style. I'm like, damn, just listen <laughs> to how she sounds. I was like, yeah, did it sound crazy. Let me see if you can hear this. Barely. I can, yeah, I can't really make it out. Really? Okay. No, nah, I had to check it out some other time. I, yeah, I really can't hear yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, check it out whenever you get the chance. But it's interesting, man. Super interesting. Yeah. But anyway, I had a good time in New Orleans. It was fun. Um, I got super drunk. I think I got it. I got a weather bro nose for later, man. I need your opinion okay. on it. Okay. I was, okay. Kinda, I was getting a lot of heat for doing this in New Uh-oh. Orleans. So, uh, yeah, we can save it for later, though. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I have to circle back to that, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, without further ado, let's introduce the podcast. I know we don't have our drops today, but uh, this is the Gems and Juice podcast. We are back at it, same time, same channel. Uh, a lot to talk about. Some new music is so slowly trickling out, man. I'm guessing we're going to have a hotter summer, hopefully. Because it's been a dry spring so far, I got to say. Uh, but we got a few things we're going to talk about, some music to talk about, some other things um, that have happened throughout the week, including some things we missed from our early recording last week. 
So we're going to circle back to some topics like that. Uh, but fuck it, man. Let's start off with some music, as we always do. Um, I guess I'll kind of start first talking about this Vince Staples, uh, Ramona Park Broke My Heart album. Um, I bumped it. I heard Vince Staples had a new project. He's been doing a, a media tour of sorts, you know, doing a lot of interviews. He's always an entertaining guy. So, you know, he's always giving good interviews. But um, I was kind of wary of listening to this album because I didn't like the way his last projects sounded personally. That Big Fish Theory in particular, it was I felt like he was I, I respect the artistry of him trying to do something outside the comfort zone and do something more like electronic sounding or whatever sound he was going for. It just wasn't for me. You know, and the type of music I, I expected or liked from Ben Staples wasn't what I had been hearing. What you eating on, man? I got to ask you that first and foremost. <laughs> some chicken wings. My okay. wife some chicken wings. Shout okay. Okay. No, that's like you digging down on bitches. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I usually uh, don't get no meal during this time, man. But I'm at the crib. Running food. I'm like, cool. Hey, man, man you got you to get it in when you can. I remember I used to produce do you ever eat when you're on the uh when you're producing i try i'll be trying to it's a little hard though but i try to yeah i do too i did all the time actually i remember <laughs> laurel reynolds the assistant program director gave me shit one time i'm like i'm hungry what do you want me to do shit y'all can eat over there behind the glass but i gotta star while i'm running the board that yeah. shit pissed me off you see uh see back in the day you could have because producers never really said shit but now um like they be wanting me to weigh in on a lot of shit mm -hmm. so the moment i step away to take a bite what you think about that figgy <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> so i try to i try to eat during the breaks mm -hmm. and i'm like scarfing down the food and all that shit but it's hard yeah. man. <laughs> it's bad enough we can't drink you know apparently yeah. that's like against the law we can't drink while yeah. we're around uh, the board um, but yeah, the, the eating thing always pissed me off, but I digress. I've gotten way off topic. I'm talking about the Ben Staples album. So anyway, yeah, like I said, I was not too high on the recent music I had heard from him. You know, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't my cup of tea, but I did feel like this album was a good return to form. You know, it's a lot more, you, you can hear the West coast funk influencing it a little bit. You can hear the it's kind of like the Vince Staples we had grown to like um, from the earlier days. Plus, he's matured. So, the you know, the content is a little more mature, but also still, you know, there's some things to kick back. And it's very, very good. Very good. Lyrically um, production is great. Um, I really like the song when sparks fly. Um, I thought that might be maybe his best song I've heard from him so mm, far. The beat okay. on that song is crazy. So I really enjoyed that song. Um, he had a few features. He's, he's never been a really big feature artist, thankfully, because, you know, I think too many artists have too many features these days. But he did have some that surprised me. He had a little baby and he had Ty Dolla Sign. And those features are exactly what you think they are. You know, there's really yeah. nothing to say about it. For the, <laughs> you <know>? for the radio. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to have some names on the album. Um, there's two songs with DJ Mustard, which had me wary at first. I've never been a DJ Mustard fan. I felt I like 
Man, nothing against him personally, but I couldn't stand DJ Mustard. Me, man. Man. So, that, that was that like style. top five worst era in hip hop. The DJ <laughs> Mustard era, where every, he had songs on everybody's projects, and they all sound the same. I could not stand them beats, man. But me, me. <laughs> these these songs were actually okay, man. These songs were actually uh, they they sound they don't sound like the typical stock DJ Mustard sound. Mm. You know, he actually. Uh, put some more production value into these. And Vince Staples, of course, is going to always do it on the song. So they're actually some pretty good songs. The, the two DJ, DJ Mustard songs were not bad. I enjoyed them fairly, fair, fairly enough. Um, and yeah, it was 40, about 41 minutes long, pretty lean listen, but it's a very, very good album. I recommend it to anybody who, you know, just wants something to kick back and listen to on this Easter weekend, you know, y'all got some time off. Y'all gonna be taking picnics and doing shit, riding around town. Some cool <laughs> ride around music, man. I enjoyed the album. Um, and it's something new to listen to in a time where there's not a whole lot to listen to that's new. That's, you know, at least I care to listen to. Maybe you like Lil Dark and been bumping that shit since February, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, but this is more my speed and I enjoy it, man. I do think that Ben Staples is one of the more talented artists especially the young one of the most talented younger artists in the game right now so yeah i highly recommend it what's up tab see you in the comments man appreciate you representing like you always do so yeah i would definitely say this ben staples album is qualified so qualified qualified (laughs) so yeah y'all make sure y'all check it out yeah, real quick, sh- uh, special shout out to Jasmine, man. Happy birthday to Jasmine. Yeah, happy birthday, she's Jasmine. A, she's a big Vince Staples fan. She liked that West Coast sound, that DJ Mustard sound and all that stuff. So, yeah, happy birthday. I was with her last night um, as she was DJing. So now I got to come to her. I know she haven't been on the podcast in a minute, but uh, she going to have to take over these DJ mixes, man. I'm over here working my butt off. She need we just need a nice little DJ mix from Jazz, uh, aka DJ Bloom, mm-hmm. and we need to play that at the beginning, man, because she's doing her thing. <laughs> yeah, she might. She, hey, she might be too big time for us now, man. She might want. She might want to charge. <laughs> she might say, "Hey, we do it for a fee," you know. Uh, Din Din asks, "Why don't you guys have a sub and donation button on Twitch?" Good question. Um, yeah. We, we never need to even thought that of, out. Yeah, we, we maybe that's actually what we need to do next. <laughs> um, I think I, I don't know how Twitch works. I'm still getting used to Twitch. I have my own personal where I do be doing some live streams, but I well, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Tab says I see some dirty drawers in the background. Damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, so this so this room, this is like the craft slash studio slash whatever room so it's it's messy as hell but the creative juices get the flowing in here man. oh yeah you every, every man gotta have his office i'd have recorded my music in here and all that other shit so yeah so excuse the room i need a green screen man yeah no that's all good yeah. man it's all good um <laughs> uh, yeah uh so about the, the the donation button we need to set that up i thought you need to ha- be an affiliate to have the subscription but maybe i'm wrong i'm still getting used to twitch we're still we're new to twitch okay look we're, yeah. we're, we're on the older side here and we're <laughs> trying to get used to this content and streaming era okay but yeah, yeah we're definitely gonna go upgrade to twitch 
um, pretty mm -hmm. soon. We're going to put the donation and the subscription thing. We're going to figure these things out. But appreciate you uh, putting us on that game, man, because that did. That's a good reminder. We do need to hook the Twitch up and get all them links ready. You know, yeah. so if you if you do feel so inclined to. Yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate you checking in, too, man. We appreciate that. Yep. Always remember, y'all, if y'all listen on the podcast, make sure, you know, if you have if you chill on a Friday night, you know, we usually stream around like 738 at night on Fridays live on Twitch and live on YouTube and on Twitter. So, yeah. you know, just hit us up. Y'all can chill with us. Ask us whatever you want. We'll shout you out. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. subscribe to YouTube. You'll get a notification as soon as we go live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, other albums that came out, you actually told me about this um, before the podcast started. I had no idea it, it even came out or even was something that existed in this world. Paul Wall and Terminology apparently yeah. did a project together, which if you could have named me two rappers that would ever <laughs> collaborate in this earth. I would have never what, guessed what, Paul Wall and terminology. What's funny is these are like two white guys. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you think of two white guys, you think, oh, they're probably, I'm, I'm sure they'll do some music together, but they're like total opposite, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so one from Massachusetts and one from Houston. So I was kind of shocked when I seen this. So uh, I'm like, you know what? It's Paul Wall. Let me check it out. And um, it was like some real boom bap type shit on here man like most of the album was boom bap and paul wall was actually rapping on here man not that not to say he don't rap but he was actually doing this thing on here man i was i was really shocked i was really impressed and um and the, th the thing that caught my eye is it 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 wasn't really dated you ain't really hear the normal stuff you hear in songs today like Oh yeah, got the Instagram models and you know popping by you know it was like just straight up timeless rap. And I had to go to it like when was this released? Was this old? Because you know, sometimes people re-release albums and it's and you know the date might say you know 2022, but it really be kind of old. And um, yeah, I had to check this out. I'm like, damn, this this actually sounds pretty good. And uh, I enjoyed it, man. I ain't skip. I ain't skip a song on here. And they all was on there getting busy, man. So if you're a real hip hop fan, I'm talking about the old school boom bap type mm -hmm. of hip hop. I think I, I really think you'll like this. I think you'll really be impressed by Paul Wall's <laughs> um, flow on here. I thought it was cool. I like how Paul Wall pretty much stepped outside of his, of his box. And um, he did his thing on here, man. This is a collaboration. I, I, I wouldn't even thought about this, <laughs> about this collab. And um, yeah, they did their thing, man. I was really impressed with this. Uh, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna say it's qualified. Um, very impressed by this. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get Paul Wall on so he can kind of. I I would like to know how did this even come about. <laughs> <laughs> but um i really enjoyed it it's uh paul wall terminology and the album is it's called start to finish i'm gonna check that out man and yeah paul wall is one of our dream guests you know somebody we've been trying to get for 
a few years now. So hopefully we can make that happen soon. But um, I know you be doing podcasts. I see his interviews all the time, so I know you be doing them. And but I keep we... I I keep talking to his damn manager too, man. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, all right, I'm gonna check with Paul. And then never get back to me. And then I get back to him. Hey, what's going on, man? And yep. want to see? Like, oh, all right, I'm gonna ask Paul now. I I'll let you know. Never get back to it. So I'm I'm look, man. I usually I'm I'm usually the guy that's like too good to big. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep asking, man. <laughs> I'm going to just keep asking. I'm going to suck up the pride and just keep asking, man, because Paul Wall, a legend. I know I ain't got to say all that because we in yeah. Houston. But, man, it's that's that, that would be a good get if we have him more. Oh, yeah. And I know you'd be down to do it, you know, so because you're always, you know, down to help Houston creatives and anybody who you're doing their thing in Houston. So, yeah. I feel like we're qualified enough. We didn't have enough big names on here to where we can uh, pull up our wall and make it a respectful interview. I think how fun. I think it'd be a great interview, actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Tab says Eminem and Paul Wall, maybe too late. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think that would ever work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eminem, Eminem rap too fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> you rap too fast. Paul Wall. Paul Wall could rap a little fast, but he kind of take it slow. Yeah, he, I, I, they're they're just way too different, man. That's like the only thing they have in common is that they're white. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like putting uh uh somebody like a uh, papoose on with uh juvenile. <laughs> 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 like, it, it wouldn't work, man. Yeah. Um, it, it would be actually it would be cool just because there's always the controversy of when people name the best white rapper. They never include Paul Wall. So there's mm-hmm. always that thing. And he, people are always riding for Paul Wall. So it'll be funny in a meme way. But mm-hmm. no, nah, yeah, I don't, I don't think that'll work in the song, man. I, don't, I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine it happening. Gather, they need to, man, I wish they could just gather up all of the uh, white rappers and put them on one song just to see what it <laughs> sound like, man. This this shit would look like fucking, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen in the uh, headlines, but. This shit would look like Baker Mayfield getting all the white receivers together to go. Oh work out. yeah, I don't know if you see that. <laughs> they're like, oh, Baker Mayfield, and they named like three or four other white receivers. Yeah, like, oh, you got Riley Cooper out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him, Wes Welker. Yeah, um, Julian Edelman. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. The Patriots, like, man. That's that's every fucking white receiver in history man mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh that would be funny <laughs> no yeah definitely yeah we gotta we gotta see if that ever happens in the future yeah um i, I got another album review that I, I listen to man i don't know if you listen to it but i listen to five year foreign album it's called uh bible b-i-b-l-e it's kind of the letters all kind of spread it out so i guess what does like, the acronym mean because i know who was the I'll, the basic instructions before leaving earth who was that that had that album oh no, i don't I know look that up yeah i don't know but um that was jizza that was an album by jizza really uh, oh, that was that was a song by jizza on liquid swords that's oh right. yeah that's right that's right okay yeah i forgot about that now so but yeah um he got an album called bible and um i think it was produced or uh yeah produced by Kanye, I want to say. I think Kanye had a lot of influence on this album. 
mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting because we know what type of rapper Fabio Foreign is. That yeah, that New York drill type shit, which they just pretty much took from Chicago. But I digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the album, man. I think it's super polished, kind of too polished for him. But um, man, I ain't gonna hold you. I wasn't impressed with this album at all. I was really disappointed. Not not that I was looking forward to it, but um, this album seemed too damn clean. It seemed kind of motivational a little bit. I'm not I'm not sure where he was going with this. Um, it wasn't for me, man. I ain't really care for it. He got a lot of features on here. It, I think he probably got like two or three songs on here with just him. And it's 17 tracks. No, oh, wow. So um, so some of the people we got on this album is he got Neo, he got Blueface, uh, DJ Khaled, Lil Yachty, ASAP Rocky, Chloe, uh, uh, Coy LeRae, and then of course the Kanye and uh Alicia Keys song, uh Quavo. He he got a lot of people on his album, man. And um, I was very disappointed with it. Um, yeah, I to the point I couldn't even finish it, man. I was kind of skimming yeah. through it, like I'm just listening to the song. I'm like, nah, this ain't it. So, um, yeah, man, I'm sorry to my New Yorkers out there, but oh, it's it's pig pen, man. Do you know? Do New Yorkers even like five year old foreign like that, man? Because yeah. really, they do. <laughs> I think so. And, and see, this is the tricky thing with New Yorkers, man. What I noticed. Um, when New York kind of start, you know, transitioning to a different sound that was that everybody else was using in the South. Um, a lot of New Yorkers was, you know, you, you always heard the Peter Rosenbergs and the Ebros. They ain't hip hop and they ain't New York, blah, 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 blah. But as soon as they get hot, then it's like, okay, he from Brooklyn. Okay. You know, he cool. Look what they did with designer. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't know this. Nobody knew designer was from Brooklyn, and he sounded like Future. And when that song went number one, and he was all over the place, it was like, oh yeah, uh, he from New York. He ours type shit. They did the same thing with Takashi Six Nine. They did the same thing with a lot of people that didn't make that traditional New York sound. And once they caught fire, then. It's it's kind of like a, a hey I guess we gotta support him since he he ours even though you know I'm not used to the sound you see people like Funkmaster Flex supporting these dudes mm-hmm. and he was the main one shitting on the South so um, I think they I think with five year four and now I think they they kind of have to support him a little bit because he's from Brooklyn and he making a lot of noise. But if I think if he was just a regular Chicago rapper or something like that, I, I don't think they'd rock with him like that. My personal opinion. Yeah, man. Um, this album didn't do very well at all. I saw some sales project- projections that were like 29k first week or something like that. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it's just the industry push we're seeing here with this dude. I mean, he got all these features. He, he got the Kanye connection, but. Um, and Tab asks, do y'all feel like a creep looking at Koi LeRae like that? Like I do. I'm getting too old. I mean, I mean, she a grown woman. 
But I will say I don't find Coyle Ray attractive at all. Attractive at all. Um, she's just way too skinny, man. Like, yeah, she's way too skinny, dog. Like she has yeah. no breast or ass at all. And yeah. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't fuck with it. I can't. Yeah. personally, I that's th- just not my type. Yeah, I think as long I'm not the person sitting here. Oh, she 18, so she. Yeah, you know, I'm not that person. But um. Yeah, I never really found her that attractive either. But um, like some look at somebody like uh Chloe. I, now, mind you, I never watched Disney or whatever she was on, so mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with the the little kid Chloe. But um, like seeing her now, I do be like, damn, she kind of look good right here. So you know, yeah, don't yeah, don't feel you don't don't feel like a creep unless you actually watched. Her with your children or something as a kid or something. <laughs> and, I, I, wow. I say, look, if they selling sex, you shouldn't feel like a creep, period. Because that's yeah. what they're putting out there, man. You should feel like a creep if somebody is like, you know, not even putting that type of energy out. But if you're putting yourself out as a sex symbol, like, don't ever be ashamed of finding some young girl sexy as she presenting herself like that. That's what that's what she's selling to you. So yeah, yeah, that's nah. true. Yeah. Like, a lot of people kind of went through that too because even like on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you had little Ashley who you know who was a kid when the f- show first started, and close to the show ending, she was kind of grown. Yeah, <laughs> and she looked good. So you know stuff like that ain't nothing really wrong with that. <laughs> nah, nah, that's it. Yeah, nah, 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 there's nothing wrong. Like, look, that, that's what they're that's what they're banking on, and that's what they're selling. So. You, you you buying what they selling and you, that there ain't no creep factor about that. That's what they're putting out there. I think the Millie Bobby Brown shit is kind of creepy though because, like, I, I I don't think she's even cute like that at all. And it is that weird thing where it's like, oh, she's almost eighteen, y'all. She's almost eighteen. They did that with like Miley Cyrus, Kylie Jenner. And yeah, that's just weird. That w- that was weird. Countdown yeah. to women turn eighteen this, is, is this, weird. Like a- this nigga Tiger Tiger pretty much red shirted Kylie Jenner. No, definitely. definitely. <laughs> He's like, no, we just friends. We just like hanging. Yeah. Up. Then when she turned eighteen, it's like, oh, we official mm-hmm. now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Either after that one early, but <laughs> yeah, now nah, that that that's some creep shit. Like counting down when a girl turns eighteen is weird, but nah, Corey Ray, twenty four years old, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. Damn, um, I didn't know she was that old. Damn. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah she's no, up there, man. And then, and that's just what we was reported. Who knows? How, like, I, I still think a lot of people lying about the age. They got their industry age and they got their real age. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll, some people will just never know how old they really are. Yeah, but it, it is interesting though because she is Benzino's daughter. Speaking of so, Benzino, dog, have you been yeah. hearing half the shit that's going on with him? I heard some of it. I heard I probably heard most of it, but every yeah. day is like some new fuckery with this dude, man. I don't know. I don't know if maybe he was just always this crazy and nobody paid attention until his daughter blew up. And now we yeah. kind of know Benzino again. But dog, every day is some weird ass shit going on with this dude, man. <laughs> he got caught with a uh, transsexual woman leaving like on a phone convo that got leaked. And then yeah. he was at this gay bar, apparently. And then he was at some uh, <laughs> some other shit. He was uh, there were some rumors about him and his niece, and there's some yeah. crazy shit was going on with this dude. Every day it's something too, uh, yeah. domestic abuse type shit going on too. It's like, 
<laughs> what the fuck is is this the aftermath slim shady revenge like what's going yeah. on with this dude man he's losing his mind yeah man it, it it's not a good look and i know that's uh i know that's her dad but she need to step away man because that that type of shit would mess kind of mess up her money and I think Nicki Minaj even said something like that because I I guess uh, Benzino said something about Nicki Minaj that she wasn't really a fan of. Mm-hmm. And and um, Nicki, she could have not gave uh, Corey LeRae a, a, a feature, but she went on and did it. And, you know, that kind of helped her career a little bit, kind of helped her currently. But... Um, yeah, she need. I, I think they kind of got a strange relationship anyway, but he, she need to step away. But he got a lot going on, man. And he always, he was always an interesting cat, man, because he was, I want to say he was on Love and Hip Hop, and he was kind of into some weird shit too. It's just kind of like, huh? <laughs> but um, now it's just coming, coming to the light. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's always been this wild dude and the spotlight's just on him. But yeah, I do think that him and his daughter have been kind of estranged for a while now. I know they had a pretty public beef, you know, a few you know months, maybe years ago. I think they might have kind of semi-resolved some things, but clearly they don't fuck with each other like that. So yeah, no, Benzino is a weirdo tab, 100%. He's just on some yeah. crazy shit now. Um, oh yeah, also, Koi LeRae, dropped an album and she flopped that's yeah. another album that was chock full of features yeah i kind so. i'm kind of curious man because a lot of albums been flopping lately outside mm-hmm. of the drakes and uh, kanye's and stuff like that and we kind of had this conversation briefly but um do you think it really do, i mean should we really be paying attention to these sales like we used to or is it a different day and age? Because I'm I mentioned this with Lil Nas X, how you know his album didn't do good, and shit, he went over at the at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. But this dude is still on every fucking commercial. They got a song all over the place. He getting all the, all of these different endorsements. So I wonder, you know, outside of money wise and probably bragging rights, do it even matter if they you know if they don't go gold? in the first week or sell a you know a reasonable amount in the first week i mean for the artists themselves look if they gonna put you in every commercial put you on everybody's album put you on tv shows and movies then it don't matter how much you sell you know but um i i do think it's interesting for us to know because that that's that's how you can separate the industry plants from the people who are really yeah. Uh, you connecting with the people like a uh, young boy you know he he ain't never gonna be on no fucking commercials or tv shows or he ain't ever gonna be at the grammys but every time he drops anything it, it does he crazy numbers everybody. Yep. no promotion at all then yep. you got people like koi laray and fabio foreign who got all the features in the world from all the big they names got, in the world they got the avengers on their side yeah, man. basically yeah yeah they, they got a dream team of features and they also get all the promotion. They get billboards in every major city announcing their albums out. All the mm-hmm. stuff that used to work yeah. and they don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's how you know, like, who's just yeah. getting the push because they're chosen to get there, to yeah. be that. 
and who is actually connecting and has an organic following yeah. with real people. Yeah, or who the favorite in the um in the industry? Yeah. Because I because personally, I don't think the industry really fuck with NBA Young Boy. No, and, not at all. Yeah, so we kind of seen a, a couple hints of it, and um, but clearly you see uh you know people like Fabio Foreign, you see all these other people that's getting Kanye production and features and all this other stuff and not really doing much. So it's it's kind of interesting, uh, especially from the artist point of view, because remember back in the day you had to go platinum to yeah. at least get some, at least get a, a consideration for a, a sneaker or some type of being a Nike commercial or something like that. Now you got people like Sweetie who <laughs> don't even have an album out. She she didn't even have an album out when she mm-hmm. had a McDonald's meal, and her brand is so crazy. Like I'm, I'm kind of a, a a fan of the brand for the simple fact that don't nobody even know any songs or what she do or anything, and she getting stuff that you know other people can't even get. <laughs> so it, it's kind of impressive. Where it's like, damn, if you sweetie, do you even have to drop a song or drop a project? <laughs> because she getting all this shit anyway. I mean, pretty much, yeah. So, and that's why really. And that's where the uh, whole debate over Meg Thee Stallion being a superstar. And and that's why I think it can go both ways. I don't think Megan Thee Stallion is a superstar in music. But Mm -hmm. I do think she's a superstar just as a celebrity. Because just about everybody in America will probably know or heard of Megan Thee Stallion. Even if you can't name two songs by her. You know of her. You've seen Mm -hmm. her somewhere. So, yeah. yeah, she's a superstar celebrity wise, but music wise, like you, you, it's hard to argue that. So, yeah, you could you could say that for a lot of artists where it's like, what the fuck do he do? Mm-hmm. And, and and this person is always in the headlines. And I know even you could say even with like Cardi B, even though she did drop an album and it did amazing numbers wise. But um, even with her, man, like all the stuff she gets is remarkable, man. It's like, damn, this is she kind of, you know, I'm not saying she on a Beyonce level, but she kind of get that treatment where yeah, she could go on the night show. They give her a whole night show. She can she could talk to the fucking president and all type of random stuff where it's like, damn, how she you know, how is she getting all that? She she only got one um, project. <laughs> And even right now, I don't know. I, I can't I can't remember the last song she dropped and she could still get that treatment if she wants to. And, you know, is that still considered a superstar? <laughs> so I guess it, I guess it depends on your definition. Yeah, it really does, because really in these days of branding and, you know, you are your own brand and the power of brands like yeah, the, 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 the it's not just about the music anymore. And mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people who are moving the most units in music independent, you know, aren't, aren't going to have that recognition or that placement that the ones who aren't moving music do. So yeah. different day and age, man, just a different uh, era we're in. And yeah, so <laughs> all we can do is just observe it from afar and comment on it like we do every week on the Jimmy Jimmy's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Other things that, OK, let's get into some topics. We got to uh, circle back. Oh yeah, uh, before that, one more um new new uh some new music that dropped. Uh Jack Harlow and Drake 
I didn't hear this admittedly. I heard they did uh, drop a song and I heard there were some push a T bars at or or some this uh, subliminal. I, I not even subliminals is kind of overt. But uh, you heard this song, Figgy. What do you think about this Drake and Jack Harlow song? And what do you think about the uh, uh, this is towards push a T? Um, so I can't tell you about the song because I skipped right past Jack Harlow part. <laughs> um, but the part I did hear the song wasn't all that. It was kind of rough to the point I understand why it didn't come out <laughs> if this was the final version. And um, I had to I had to dig around for this song because Drake was trending randomly. I'm like, damn, why is Drake trending? Um, he can only trend either because he dropped the song or he threw a shot at push a t or something mm. so uh it was the push a t part no, <laughs> um, and uh so i had to dig for it man um i i guess apparently they tried to take it off uh, all over the place but uh i finally found it and it kind of sounded it sounded like drake was off beat it sounded like they just pasted a, ver- a random verse to a, a, a beat where I'm like, damn, is this it? And it was it. And some of the lines that stuck out, that was a clear shot, was, um, here's one of the lines. Um, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, so he said, uh, wait, sorry, my computer going slow. So. <laughs> he said, um, my urges for revenge are uncontrollable. I know we getting older though. Yeah, but I gotta get a nigga back for that. It's non-negotiable. It's not even debatable. And then he went on to say, All I hear is plug talk coming from the middleman. All I hear is tall tales coming from little men. And then uh he went on to say, If I see you, I spin in your face. And then he made the sound effect. <laughs> And then uh, and this last line was Daytona's with the green faces. And um, that's what kind of made me think, oh, yeah, this is definitely about Pusha T because uh, he mentioned that Daytona's with the green faces and Pusha T's album in t- uh, 2018 mm-hmm. was titled Daytona. Um, yeah. And he kind of uh, so he referenced so the Daytona with the green faces is a Rolex. Yeah, it's a Rolex called Rolex. They tell them the timepiece. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that was it. I thought I thought it was a little uh, strange that this came out now. Now I I thought it was a little old for the simple fact that um I figured I I don't think they pieced it up, but I figured that steam was gone somehow. So um I ain't think Drake would you know, rap about Pusha T again like that, that detailed. And remember, uh, Drake actually released the album. <laughs> so it, it wasn't nothing like this on that. And, um, yeah, man, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe somebody else leaked it. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see if Pusha T even react to it, or is it some type of understanding that it's over? You know, we done with this, but this song just got leaked. This is an old song. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I, it, it when I first heard, okay, there were some bars. I was like, okay, it's probably just gonna be some throwaway shit. And it kind of seems like he went in, um, and he's kind of implying that you know it, it ain't over till I get him back. But you didn't get him back. Like you bowed out. You had a chance, Drake. You got to let this one go, man. Like this is a, this is years ago now. You had your chance, and you decided to bow out and say nah. So. Like, look, Drake don't have too many L's, at least on record, that we know of. You know, he's the biggest. Um, oh yeah, that, I just remember some awful take. Who was that fucking the the one the the, the oh, college yeah. player high draft pick? Hamilton Hamilton yeah uh, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Oh, I just remember that bullshit. I just remember that bullshit. Now I'm upset. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, let me finish this thought first, and I'll get into that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Drake got to let that go, man. I mean, it was years ago. Uh, I told you before the podcast, the only reason I can see, unless this was just an old song that just came out, the only reason I could see him firing this kind of shot is if he knows Pusha T is going to have something on his album about Drake. You know, yeah. which I, I would not think so because Pusha T has publicly deaded the beef time and time again he won't talk about it anymore in interviews or anything so i have a hard time believing that but who knows or could there you know there's always subliminals out there and uh so i don't know but it's very strange that he went this in depth because yeah i'm kind of curious now man because i did a little dick because mind you this is jack harlow yeah and when was jack harlow really started pop when that song what's popping i want to say that album or whatever was released in 2020 now the push the t stuff the the push the t uh, daytona album came out in 2018 right mm-hmm. so it couldn't have been around it like i don't remember jack harlow around 2018 or at least or even 2019 maybe 2019 i'm i'm not sure but um it it definitely wasn't in 2018 around that time. And even if it was, Jack Harlow didn't start get, getting really known or you know, why would Jake hop on the Jack Harlow uh, a song with Jack Harlow around that time? Well, Drake is always look, I, I, to be fair, if if this was from back then, then Jack Harlow definitely would have dropped it back then. He wouldn't have waited until yeah. now. But Drake, to his credit, he has always been, you know, first on some artist wave like the Migos and, and people like that. Like he, but he, that he, was a hot song though. He hopped on, but that that song was hot in Atlanta. In, a, in he, Atlanta, he, yeah, he, he, he did it a favor and kind of took it over. Yeah, this song he hopped on with Jack Harlow. What song was that? It wasn't like he hopped on the What's Poppin' remix or something. Yeah. So it's like this is a song that's not really that good, and it's kind of like what's what's going on here. It'd be one thing because Drake is known like a lot of people kind of shit on Drake for being a wave rider, mm-hmm. where he hop on what's hot. So you know, in twenty what twenty nineteen twenty eighteen, what was Jack Harlow doing during that time? Yeah, for for Drake to hop on, like it's one thing if he was kind of steaming and you know he was warming up a little bit. And Drake said, let me hop on this guy. I know he's about to do something. Yeah. But, but then, but, yeah, if he recorded it, if Drake did a verse for anybody in 2018, it would have came out in 2018. 
Exactly. They wouldn't have waited until 2022 to drop it. So yeah. we can just kind of assume that this is probably a newer verse. At yeah, least exactly. this year. Yeah, so. that's that's where I was getting at because um, you know, Jack Harlow, he's a he's kind of a you know, I don't want to say superstar, but he's kind of out there now where he probably could get a Drake feature where yeah. Drake kind of respected him enough to hop on a song with him. It that wasn't the case around 2018. <laughs> like I don't like Jack Harlow wouldn't make no heat back then, but so they it this kind of made me think that this is kind of new then. This had to be this year or at least last year. It likely is. And, and to be fair, like if Drake didn't still feel this way and it was an old verse, he would have just taken that part out. Drake yeah. is very cautious and careful about his image. You know, yeah. if he knew this song was coming out, if it was an old verse, he would have said, take that part out if he didn't feel that way anymore. So clearly, even if it's old, he still feels this way. So we might yeah. as well just regard it as a new verse, regardless exactly. if it is or not. Yeah. But, uh, and what I mean by new <laughs> is 2021. <laughs> 2020. To me, yeah. that's current because when did the uh when did the uh the beef was supposed to stop or end? Whatever whenever Jay Prince stepped in and said it was mm-hmm. over and they was throwing which tiny was like at, a few weeks after everything blew that up. Was, so, that was yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah, that was 2020, and they threw a couple jabs here and there. But I'm wondering if this verse was recorded after Lo- Certified Lover Boy, because oh, I probably. think I think that's kind of current. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, now that I think about it, that kind of say a lot because it's it's one thing if it was on an old DJ Khaled song, uh, um, leaked DJ Khaled song from Drake, then it's like damn, that probably was around the push of tea time. Mm-hmm. But Jack Harlow was is kind of new a little bit <laughs> as far as like where he's at now so I, yeah so i think this was kind of new <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah that, it has to be uh, i think we've deduced that now and we, yeah. we done broke it down and did the investigation i think we can just regard this as a new verse yeah um, so, so i'm kind of curious if push a t even going to respond because he's going through his album now uh, yeah. so i'm guessing the album probably gonna come out next month i'm, I'm taking a wild guess to say next month Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he in the booth right now. Like, you know what? Let me change this verse yeah. right here. <laughs> Could be, but maybe here. Here's my. If we want to go deep into conspiracy theories, maybe Drake is doing to Pusha T what Pusha T did to Drake before. Maybe this is Drake's bait to get <laughs> Pusha T to say something. Yeah, because maybe Drake finally has something against Pusha T that he can yeah. clap back with. Maybe he yeah. finally says, okay, if I can get Pusha T to bring the beef back, then I can go all out and reclaim that L, you know, mm. and wash okay. away that L. Mm. Uh, I, I th- Maybe he's trying to bait Pusha T. That, that could that's be my it. theory. That, that could be it, man. I'll, I'll be curious to see what he got, but that's that's interesting. That could, that could be it. Or maybe yeah. he, he might release that song that Jay Prince stopped him from releasing now because that was <laughs> apparently that was full of kanye disses oh so, really oh okay yeah that's right that's right <laughs> so nah he won't release that now but <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he's trying to bait push a t like push a t baited drake with the infrared song then drake clapped back with the uh whatever the fuck that bullshit was du- i forgot du- what it's duppy. called now oh, duppy. Yeah, duppy duppy whatever the fuck freestyle, freestyle. Yeah. yeah and then of course story of adonis or adidon came out and that was it 
Yeah. So uh, Tab Tab does not like Jack Harlow. He's letting us know yeah. in the comments. I don't like him yeah. either. I'll that's be honest. A, that's white on white crime, man. You supposed <laughs> to support your white brother, Tab. <laughs> I can't stand Jack Harlow either, man. But yeah. it's just I, to be fair, I never gave him a fair shot to begin with. So yeah. I can't even say I don't like him. I just don't like how he yeah. looks. We we talked. I, I think music. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast when it comes to white rappers like him. How um like we feel like I, I kind of put him in this category of little dicky where yes it's this comedian who you know say oh i can rap better i can rap like this yeah. too and and just kind of make a mockery like your out average of it. rapper i don't rap about yeah. money and jewels and cars and hoes try to be the, yeah uh, try to be nerdy but yeah yeah i, I kind of you know like i said i ain't really give him a fair chance either so maybe he's not like that but i kind of look at him that way <laughs> yeah Harlow feels like an industry plant tab says. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's everywhere now. Everybody seems to know who he is. Um, I don't know anybody who is bumping Jack Harlow songs personally, but then again, I don't be outside like that anymore. So who knows? Maybe he has a fan <laughs> you, base of young people. You sliding around with, uh, with your old lady playing Jack Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> you slide around with your old lady listening to Jack Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> you be by yourself listening to Jack Harlow. <laughs> Oh man, classic, classic Gucci interview. Just, just, just um, vibing with lyrics. So I forgot what he said. <laughs> you just with metal, nah, none but the metaphors, huh? That, nah, that that shit really killed Eminem, man. All the yeah. all the beefs and disses that Eminem has been in. He went to war with Murder Inc. and all them, and mm-hmm. all the beefs he's been with. That was like the most etherous to Eminem with yes. Gucci Mane on an interview asking Ebro if he really slide around with his old lady listening to Eminem. <laughs> and, and what and what's what's crazy is that was around the time where people were still fucking with Eminem. Yes. It, it wasn't like now because if you say that now then it's kind of like all right whatever. <laughs> like it's the same old shit. People hate Eminem now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was like during the time where people were saying Eminem was top 3. <laughs> but he th- 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 this is why it was so etherist and, and so true because dog he brought up a really good point like everybody especially at that time people think different now but at that time like you said they always put eminem in like their top artist yeah. or top greatest of all time but how many people really ride around some of the eminem dog yeah honestly <laughs> how often do you say i want to listen to the uh, fucking uh, the Eminem, Eminem show. show. <laughs> like you might play a song or two off of it, but the yeah. entire album, I don't know. Yeah. I, shit, I got plenty of Eminem songs and singles, not singles, but songs, album cuts on my playlist. But I, I can't remember the last time I listened to Eminem show in the full. Yeah. You yeah. know, have, so. have you you slid around with your old lady listening to Eminem? Eminem? Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, to be fair, you can't slide around with your old lady listening to Superman because women do love Superman for some reason. Yeah. The most yeah. misogynistic song ever, maybe, but women do love Superman. So yeah. Yeah. that that is one song you can slide around with your old lady listening to, but the rest, <laughs> uh, nah, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, speaking of Drake, I just want to talk about this real quick and just throw up in my mouth a little bit. So Kyle Hamilton is a was a football safety for Notre Dame. He is mm-hmm. going to be most likely top 10. Some people think maybe even top one. The first mm-hmm. pick in the draft 
coming up in a few weeks now, I think. So, um, yeah, he had a tweet. He had a uh, a, a, a music-related tweet. I'll call it that. He said, Drake is the best artist ever, including MJ, in parentheses, and LeBron is the best basketball player ever, including MJ, in parentheses. These are hills I'll never come down. I guess he meant come off of, but okay, whatever. He, yeah. he probably had concussions by now, so you don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what were your thoughts about this tweet, Figgy? You already know mine. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even surprised, man. And I'm, I'm, we talked about this before. I'm tired of giving these young kids passes. Like, yes. oh, it was, was born in 2002. What do you know about Michael J? Fam, I was born in 88. And I wouldn't say anything bad about like James Brown or you know people in oldest written people in the past. Like, dog, come on, man. Like, we're not giving them passes because they was because of where they was born. Like, that's insane. And we had like Michael Jackson was just totally gone <laughs> there. Uh, you know, during that time, he was this this dude was eight years old when Michael Jackson died. <laughs> when he died. So like it's a like no you hear you hear a lot of Michael Jackson around that time man, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to hear I don't want to hear that oh I wasn't around during that time so you know I could say he's not the greatest. No man, you gotta do your homework, man. These kids look you could go back in history and listen to stuff, you know just t- check the temperature of the artist type shit. Like I don't want to hear that that bullshit oh he was born in 2004 so you know we gotta give him a pet nah that's that's crazy we like nobody never said that to us nobody never said oh yeah you was born in 88 so you don't know nothing about you know the temptations or al green and stuff like that you knew what it was you knew the impact that artist had and you you know you respected that artist that might not have been your favorite artist but you're about to sit there and say, oh, yeah, uh, this, you know, you'll never sit there. And, we never said shit like Jodeci is better than the Isley Brothers or some shit. <laughs> like, we never went out there like that. And then people say, oh, yeah, you know, he was he was born in 88. So he don't know nothing about the. Uh, nah, that's bullshit, man. People need to stop doing that. And these kids need to, you know, if, if he really feel like that, that's his personal opinion. But don't be sitting here giving these kids, you know, a, a cop out because where they was born. That that's crazy, man. Just imagine if I sat here and said, um, if I if I sat here and said, oh yeah, Drake is better than Jay Z, or or no, I ain't even gonna say that. Let's say um, I said Chris Brown is better than um, than Al Green or something, or say something like that, like that. That's crazy. Like, even though I might like Chris Brown more, like I ain't about to sit there and say, you know, throw something out there like that. That's that's insane, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. And to be honest, like I can forgive the LeBron take. Me you too. know, yeah. I can look, there's an argument there. No matter how you feel, there's an argument. It's, it's stats out there. You could kind of compare stuff. Exactly. Yeah, because bas- basketball is not really much of an opinion type thing. You you mm-hmm. got stats and all this other stuff to back it up. They're not like even those are tricky because they're different eras. 
and you don't know what Michael Jordan would have done in this era. You don't know what LeBron would have done in that era. So, like, look, yeah. there's an argument to be had, and that argument's yeah. been had and, time and time again. And, and to be honest, you can even say if LeBron become the all-time scoring leader, all-time leader, and all-time rebound leader, if he accomplished that, you can make the argument and say he's the best basketball player ever. You can already make that like, argument. You can, yeah, you, you, you can, can already make the argument. Yeah, like I, I don't believe it. But yeah. you can make the argument. There's there's people, national reporters will make that argument too. Yeah. With clout. Yeah. I don't know anybody who knows music who's gonna argue that Drake is bigger than MJ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody who is not friends with Drake who would say something like that, man. Like yeah. that. That's just the the Drake and MJ thing. The Michael Jackson, even comparing them, it was the most ridiculous thing. And when I saw that, I just assumed he was politicking. Mm. Like, look, he's trying to get in some, he knows he's going to be. He's trying to know, get the OVO sports or something. <laughs> he's trying to get something, man. He wants to be in those circles. He knows he's about to be a high profile NFL player and he wants to be in the OVO and Rich Paul universe. Man, if so, I was, if I was, if I was Drake or in that universe, I was like, hey, do me a favor. If you want to get in the circle, take that shit back. Like, I like don't ever put me and Michael Jackson in the same sentence it, it, trying to big me up. Michael Jackson is the greatest. Just take that shit back and we good. You, you can still get in the circle, but come on, man. <laughs> you would hope. And look, Drake publicly w- would never say anything like that. But I honestly privately think that he agrees with that. He probably I, do. I think Drake thinks he's the biggest artist ever, and he's better I, than anybody else. I think, yeah, because you see the little stuff he talk about, like you know the the stream. This and this is why I hate about the streaming shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, oh, I'm the most streamed artist. Yeah, ever. he has all those accolades. I, man. I, I I passed the Beatles, and oh, the only person that got this many streams is Michael Jackson. It's me and Michael Jackson, and you know, it, like yeah, I I totally get it. But he he know in his heart, man. <laughs> he you know saw, in his heart. You saw it when you when they had that video where he, they of uh, the Billboard Award he won for like ours of the decade or whatever the fuck it was, and they said all the accomplishments he had, and he had sold more than Michael Jackson, the Beatles, Elton John. Like they listed those names, and if Drake really didn't believe that, he would have told them to take that out. Yeah, but I, he, yeah. he believes that, man. I think. So, I think he, I think he appreciate being in the conversation. I, yeah. Look, I think being in the conversation. I, I always say this about LeBron and Jordan. Like, no matter who you think is the best, I think it's an accomplishment. LeBron is even in that conversation, man. Oh yeah. Because remember when he came out of high school, people was already comparing him to Jordan. That was a destined to fall <laughs> at that point. But he actually over. I think he overachieved. <laughs> he he actually like made it a real legit conversation i think that's an honor right there so maybe drake is looking at it that way but in his heart man he like he know in his heart if he really listened to michael jackson and see the impact he had he know deep in his heart he might be you know trying to front but he know deep in his heart that damn this guy is the greatest man (laughs) i don't know man i i think they're look i think there's a little bit of delusion especially when you get to that level, because I think LeBron thinks he's better than Jordan. He said uh, he had an interview where he said, 
when he beat Golden State, the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors, that's when he became the greatest player of all time. He said that. Yeah. So I think definitely he thinks he's better than Jordan. And I do think Drake thinks he's better than most artists have come before him. So (laughs) I don't know, man. But interesting take. I'll say that much. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we are now the old people on the porch waving our stick. As yeah. these young whippersnappers just have know, no class man. anymore. What happened to yeah, the old days? He, he might he might fall to the damn seven round man with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he should. He should. He should fall to the Texans <laughs> as punishment. He should have to come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least he can hang with Jay Prince. Yeah. He mob ties. There you go. Oh yeah. He oh he'd definitely be in mob ties. Oh that yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. I know Jay Prince already made the call. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what you said about Drake. <laughs> um, other things that happened this week, uh, we didn't get to talk about this because it happened like a day or two after we recorded. We did an early recording last week. Um, but Will Smith, I guess the Academy had finally uh, decided on their punishment for Will Smith for, of course, slapping Chris Rock at the 94th Academy Awards, I think it was. And um, so, yeah, they announced their decision. Of course, y'all have all likely heard of it by now. Will Smith has been banned for 10 years from attending any Academy events. Um, And yeah, which obviously, I mean, he I think he knew this was coming because he did withdraw his um, membership from the Academy. And he did reply to the punishment and says he accepts it. So um, some people are shocked. Some people think this is extremely excessive. Some people think it wasn't excessive enough or it wasn't enough, period. Some people still want him to give up his Academy Award for Best Actor. (laughs) Um, So, Figgy, what do you think? Do you think this punishment was appropriate? Did it go too far or not far enough? Um, I think I I want to sit here and say, oh, it's too far or it's not enough. Like I I thought this was a weird punishment to begin with <laughs> to ban somebody like this, but um, I was actually shocked it was ten years, man. That's a long. T- that's ten. Like how old is he now? He like fifty something. Mm-hmm. Like so, he won't be able to come back until he like sixty, and. You know, we talked about him possibly being blackballed out of Hollywood. And ain't no telling where he would be in 10 years. <laughs> so uh, he might not even be, you know, making movies anymore. So I thought that was kind of shocking, man. Uh, you know, the slap, yeah, the slap didn't look good. Him cussing on TV didn't look good. But I, I was really shocked that they gave him 10 I thought it was going to be a couple years, two or three years or something like that. But um, ten years—that's a—that's a long time, man. And that kind of shows you what we discussed before about this—that Hollywood. It show you that Hollywood didn't really fuck with them. They um they waited, you know, something like this gave them the out to you know try to get rid of him as long as he can. And ten years to me, ten years. This is to me, this is like a death penalty because as a Hollywood a- actor. Um, he already getting, um, you know, they already putting his movies, his future movies on pause. 
uh, with the either bad boy, what bad boy four or five, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. I'm shocked they even making another one of those. Yeah, the way that last one was. Uh, I think um, this kind of show you that they feel like ten years. They they try to go as many as they can, which is probably ten years. And once that ten years is up, he probably would be so uh, irrelevant that you know it won't even matter. He probably won't even show up. So um that show you that they they really fuck with if they really fuck with him, it would have gave him like a year. They would have told him to miss miss uh 2023 um you know Oscars and, and that's it. But um this show you that they really didn't care for him. And I, I wonder if it's deeper than this. I wonder if um the whole Jada Pickett Smith um the boycott of the Oscars back in 2016. I wonder if that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. I wonder how people feel about Jada Pickett in Hollywood. And I wonder if he's just kind of, uh, I, I wonder if that's added fuel to the hate of Will Smith, where they don't really fuck with him like that. Because you have you ever been somewhere and you might have had a chick that a lot of people kind of didn't care for? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, all right, we dealing with you, but we don't like this girl. And the moment you do something, it's like, all right, you out. <laughs> like, you know, even though it might have been something small, that was that's a reason to not invite you back again. I, I wonder if this is the case, because I thought um, before the slap, I thought Will Smith was the, you know, no disrespect, but the token black guy. <laughs> I thought he was the clean cut guy who, you know do these movies and you know you know stay clean he he's not a black he's not a black lives matter guy he's not he's he's not in that type of circle so i thought they was actually you know pretty cool with him but when this happened it seemed like it just did a 180 so i wonder how much jada the uh the jada pinkett uh hollywood relationship had to do with this too but to the initial question i'm kind of shocked that was 10 years yeah, that's a long time. Um, I thought it would definitely be one, um, five max. Ten is kind of crazy. Um, and I also kind of suspect that they might actually wheel it back because I, I expect Chris Rock will campaign to get this lessened. You know, I think Chris Rock is the type of guy who's going to be like, no, nah, that's some bullshit. You can't, you can't ban him for 10 years. I think he might, depending on what his response is going to be, is is but, he going to respond in I, in the way we want? Because Chris Rock, yeah, is he? I mean, I know because I heard he said he, he you know, unless he get paid, he ain't saying shit. Mm-hmm. So I want, like, of course, in the stand up, he probably going to say something. But is he going to really give an official statement of, hey, you know, this is my response to the Will Smith apology or whatever it is, and. Is he going to say anything about that at all? Officially? He, absolutely, he absolutely will. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I think he did. Yeah, I did catch when he said he's going to get paid for, it, which is smart. Yeah. But I expect this will either be in the form of a, a new comedy special where he talks about it because he's already putting out one and he's probably going to double back and get more money off another comedy special or he might just do a long form he said it was going to be funny. So mm-hmm. when, he, when he said that, that kind of, you know, it's not going to be some interview at Rolling Stone. 
Yeah. You know, it's going to be something where he can talk about it and add his own humor and point of view in it and not be, you know, sit down with Gail King or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's going to he'll he'll definitely address it and he'll talk about it. Uh, but just I suspect just because the fact that apparently Chris Rock was advocating for the police to not get involved and did not want Will Smith kicked out of the show that he does not want him banned for 10 years either. So I would have to expect that he will call this out for being bullshit and he will actually try to fight to get that uh, ban lessened or suspension, whatever you want to call it, lessened because yeah. 10 years is ridiculous, man. And look, the, the, the fact is the Academy fucked up. Like that sends a mixed message when he slapped somebody and it apparently ain't a big deal enough to even have him escorted out. Yeah. Like you kind of roundabout ask his rep. He and still rep ask him yeah. and he says no, allegedly like, yeah. look, if y'all, y'all have security there, I know it. Y'all yeah. could have said, will you got to leave now? Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't care until yeah. it blew he, up into the big thing. He got the award for afterwards. They, they <laughs> let him talk for six minutes straight. Yes. <laughs> they didn't even play the music on his ass. <laughs> and then, and now, after, because it became a big social media thing, they want to yeah. ban him for 10 years. Yeah. They seemed okay with it in the moment. Yeah. And so this is really them trying to save face because they know they fucked up too. Yeah, this so kind of this, this is kind of like a Ray Rice thing, to be honest. Where you know, once the video came out and they seen a reaction, exactly. Then it's like, all right, we gotta you know suspend him indefinitely, kick him out for good type thing. Once Hollywood started, you know, fucking clutching their pearls and saying, "Oh, this is so horrible. He shouldn't even have gotten the award." Then, mm-hmm. like, that's when they reacted. But in the moment, it seemed like either they thought it was a joke themselves. Or they didn't think it was that serious. Yeah. But it after the whole blowback happened, now they got to say, well, we're taking action. We're going to ban him. And it's like, eh. <laughs> no, no. It's yeah. like, look, he he knows he fucked up. And like, look, he, I, I'm he sure. He probably like three times, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He knows he fucked up. It's bad enough that his career is going to be put on hold. You know, all the projects and money he thought was coming in probably won't be coming in at least the way he thought it would so like this is his livelihood man like this is what he does for a living and so will smith's gonna be okay in the long run people forget things and like i said i think chris rock will advocate for him but yeah 10 years is, is ridiculous it's a long time he'll be 63 in 10 years and yeah. that that's a ridiculous band man come on yeah. now and you don't even know where his career gonna be Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could end his career to be honest man because if they banning him for 10 years on top of movies or refusing to work with him is is like damn like that's kind of a death penalty a little bit man because i mean maybe he could come back at 63 and still be doing something but yeah i, th- not, I think he'll crazy. be acting for a long time i think he'll be acting for a long time but yeah it's just crazy the 10 years is crazy. Um, my only hope is that since he knows he's not getting no Academy Awards anyway, 
He needs to go make the shitty movies we used to love back from the 90s, man. I want to see a real Independence Day sequel. I want to see Wild Wild West Part 2. I want to see Men in Black Part 5, whatever the fuck they're up to now. I want to <laughs> see like 90s corny ass Will Smith and these so bad they're good action movies again. You know, because he has no excuse now. Like you yeah. ain't ever gonna win a, a you got 10 yeah. years before you're gonna be yeah. able to win the Academy how, Award. How, how the fuck he ain't playing Independence Day too? That was ridiculous. That's crazy, man. I, and he I, did Suicide Squad. He was doing comic book movies at that time, but he was acting like yeah. he was too good for Independence Day. Yeah, man. Like, man. He, he could have been in that damn movie. <laughs> but Will Smith has always had terrible takes and picking projects for the most part. Like he, he he talked about this uh, a bunch of times now. He was supposed to be in the Matrix. Oh yeah, I heard about that. He yeah. turned it down for Wild Wild West. Yeah, that was that was awful, man. <laughs> Dog, so he he's never been the greatest when it ter- comes to picking projects. But I want to see like '90s action movie Will Smith again, man. I want to see the, all the shitty movies re- <laughs> that were so bad they're good. Just remake them, man. Fuck it. What yeah. else you got to lose now, man? Yeah, shit. I want to see them in power. 50 Cent hey, either hit him not, up. Man. Put him in power, man. <laughs> Make him a drug Tyler, dealer, Tyler man. Tyler Craig gonna look out for him, man. He gonna put him in Why Did I Get Married 13, where the yep. fuck. So. He, gonna, he gonna be the ran, random plumber that knock on the door. <laughs> hey. He gonna be the light-skinned hero, yep. The light-skinned, buff-ass he, he's, he, he's gonna slap somebody in the Medea movie. I know it. He's gonna slap <laughs> he go, the he scumbag, go, he, dark-skinned he go, husband. Yep, that was beating on his wife. Yep. <laughs> he, gonna get, he gonna get with the wife somehow, and he gonna be talking crazy. He gonna smack him, and people in the theater, whoa, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. I'm and a vessel like, of love, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a protector of women. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, hey, I know I'm a plumber and I'm just here to fix the sink. Do you want to go out with me? <laughs> I know I'm married. just a plumber, but I know you deserve more than that. You're just a beautiful woman inside and out. And you deserve a man who will really take care of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it happening. I see. Yeah, I'm like, oh, look at Jill Scott. <laughs> Get her, man. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a fat black woman. <laughs> <laughs> so you already know that. Yeah. Um, it's so, a damn shame we can uh, map out a Tyler Perry script. Oh, it's too easy, man. It's too easy now. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's where that stands. We'll see. You know, we're still obviously awaiting the official response or at least something on video from Will Smith or Chris Rock. I'm yeah. sure we'll get that eventually. As soon as everybody gets tired of it, that's when they're gonna jump it back up. I feel, yeah, you know, yeah. Facebook gonna throw the bag for an exclusive red table talk mm-hmm. that's gonna shut down the internet, yeah, and then Chris Rock gonna put out a new special that's gonna do crazy numbers. So yeah. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Red Table Talk taking this long. They gotta let things cool off. <laughs> they gotta let things cool off a little bit. And yeah. uh, who knows what's going on with Jada? You you never know. Maybe this might be the final straw for them. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows? We'll, we'll just have to see. Um, very interesting developments, and of course, we will always chime in when there is something new to talk about. In this whole slap saga. <laughs> um, other things real quick. Um, you want to talk about this Cam Newton bullshit, man. 
uh, how he was on million. The funniest thing about this Cam Newton debate is that million dollars worth of game with Gilly the Kid and Wallow is being talked about on national sports yes. radio and ESPN yeah. and shit. We talked about it on the show on sports radio 16 and um, Landry. He usually um, give credit where he got the audio, where the audio is from. So he like, yeah, Cam Newton was on a million dollars worth of game. And he just kind of went on. I'm like, he don't even know how crazy this podcast is. Nah, Gilly yeah, the kid. Yeah. Gilly the kid is and all that shit. Like, that's a ratchet ass crazy. Um, I think I think Gilly the kid from Philly. Yeah. That's like a crazy East Coast Philly podcast. <laughs> and, and this shit getting read on ESPN and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the things Gilly has said far eclipse what Cam Newton said here. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's crazy that he even That's has the ironic part. That's the ironic part. Yep. <laughs> like, he wasn't even the one saying the crazy shit. And his shit is all over ESPN because of Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tab is asking what Cam said. I- I'll paraphrase. Uh, but Cam Newton basically was talking about his uh, preference in women. And he says something to the effect of, you know, he, he he knows he was raised by real women being his mother and grandmother. So he knows what a real woman is. And there's a difference between a real woman and a bad bitch. You know, like bad bitches are the ones who, who think they got everything and don't need nobody, but they don't know how to cook. They don't know when to shut up. <laughs> they don't know when to basically know their place and uh, <laughs> cater to somebody. He said that they don't know how to cater to a man, you know, but real yeah. women do. And that's what he's looking for or whatever. Um, so, of course, that expected the type of response you would think on social media, um, especially with the, uh, you know, people who live for these debates and talk about them every week. This is this like is right I, up Twitter. This is right up Black Twitter's alley, man. It was made for Black Twitter, man. You know, yes. this is something they talk about anyway every week, but now attach a big name like Cam Newton to it, and then it gets extra spicy. You know, yeah. women got very upset with it. Men, some men, some men were pandering and said, "Oh, that's just a scumbag take." And some men were like, "Okay, we understand where it's coming from. Maybe you just worded it wrong." But uh, yeah, so that uh, of course sparked another gender war on social media. Um, so what were your thoughts? I did hear y'all talk about it on the on the in the loop earlier this week, yeah. man. But what were your thoughts about uh, Cam Newton's comments and the reaction from them? Um, I was actually surprised it got this much run, man. Um, yeah. To me, f- from my point of view, it seemed like he just came off saying what type of woman he wants. And um, I think he was a little obsessive with the uh, I, I think, see, this is where I think he made a mistake. I think he shouldn't have put a real woman versus bad bitch against each other because we don't know, like, what's the criteria of a bad bitch? There's no official criteria of what that is. Like, we, you got women that are lawyers and doctors uh, who, you know, did everything on their own, calling themselves, you know, they consider themselves a bad bitch because they did it on their own and he kind of put the two together and i think so the people the women that are out here doing shit on their own they 
they kind of got offended over it because it's like, hey, I'm doing I'm doing my own thing. So like I like I, I consider myself a bad bitch because I take care of my own type thing. I think that's where he kind of fucked up. But um the overall thing is he was kind of giving his preference of a type of woman he want. <laughs> that's that's what I got from it. And it seemed like they, you know, it seemed like people start going in, they start calling out this baby mama, like all the baby mamas he got, all the kids. And I was just like, damn, that's <laughs> that's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I, I ain't I ain't have a problem with what he said. He could have, of course, he could have said it better, but um, all he had to do is say, This is the type of woman I want. <laughs> a woman who could cater to a man, a, a woman who could cook, clean. And you know, kind of um let me lead type thing. I think there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if you're a man and you could provide, I'm sure you have a lot of women who willing to <laughs> go by those rules, or you know, I want to call them rules, but I know it'd be a lot of women that would, you know, kind of take your lead if especially if you the the big time millionaire breadwinner. But um, yeah, man, I was kind of shocked how <laughs> it was this this the funny part about it, man. Um, we had B Simone. We played the B Simone shit. Uh, her talking about she can't date a dude that that got a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And remember, Nick Cannon was like, "What? That's that's crazy." And um, it seemed like women had no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that, that, that's her preference. That's her preference. She, you know, she a bit. You know, they gave her every excuse. And um, now when Cam say something like this, it's kind of like, oh no, 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 like. He wrong, which he well, I, I think he was a little out of bounds with the you know putting the bad bitch versus a real woman type thing. That's kind of saying, you know, a real nigga gonna do this, but you know, these corny ass niggas, blah blah blah. Like sometimes you can't put two stuff like that together. But um, yeah, it's just funny how you know we you know, I think we all, and I'm guilty of it too, um, uh, because I was kind of upset with B Simone <laughs> because I'm like, damn. Like, what's wrong with a nine-to-five worker? And um, now I'm in the same sentence pretty much saying, oh, Cam, that's just his preference. That's just his preference. So um, I think we all could be a little hypocritical at times, but I think that's kind of the beauty of Twitter, <laughs> how how one moment a guy can say something and every woman could be pissed at this guy. But a, if a woman do the same thing, it's like, oh, yeah, you got to understand because blah, blah. So I, I thought that was kind of funny with it. But um yeah, man, I think people kind of blew this up uh too much. And Cam be talking crazy too, man. Like I, you can't t- if you take it Cam serious when it comes to relationship and you know what a woman should be or shouldn't be and all this other stuff, man. You looking in the wrong place. <laughs> like I'm not sitting here looking at uh Cam Newton like, oh yeah, he said that. So that's what a woman is. Like I like you don't pay attention to what a lot of these athletes are saying, especially on this type of platform. Look, figure the truth is men cannot have standards. Okay, we just have to take women for whatever they are and whatever they come with. Okay, we can't say we don't want a fat woman because that's fat phobic. Okay, fat. We can't say we can't ask what they bring to the table. Because we just can't ask that, okay? That that, that is a chauvinistic, uh, a sexist thing to say. You yeah. know, you can't, you can't ask to cook. You can't you know, split you, the bills, man. You can't split bills. You can't ask them to cook. You can't. 
dog i've heard them say that you can't date you can't not date trans women because if you don't that's trans i've legit heard that said in seriousness on social media they said a man who a man who doesn't date trans women is transphobic you, you see what happened to, you seen what happened to genuine remember genuine was on some tv show or something mm-hmm. and a, a trans woman tried to kiss him and he was just like no yeah. you know, i'm not into that and he got slander for that that's transphobic i'm sorry <laughs> look men can't have standards okay it don't even matter if you're not a woman <laughs> we we have to be down with it okay we have to be we we can't have standards we can't say we want a woman to exercise we can't say we want a woman to cook we can't say we want, we want we we can't have anything okay look we have to take any woman that comes by us and if we don't it kind of reminds me of that of remember uh lena dunham and odell beckham jr they had this awkward altercation like she met him at some party and he didn't hit on her or make any kind of move and she thought that was like shitty of him and that she assumed all these things about him just because he wasn't trying to fuck. And it's like, <laughs> have you seen Lena Dunham? <laughs> the audacity to think she could just walk in the room and these top tier athletes would be all over her is ridiculous. But this is what some women think, man. They think, you know, just by being a woman, even if you're not a woman, <laughs> men, men just got to be at her. all over you. I'm looking at her right now. Yeah. No, like, she looks she even worse fat- now. Like she she's gained about a good 75 pounds. But even back then, she was not a very attractive uh woman. But yeah, she made this whole big thing when Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't all over her. Yeah, that's what she looks like now. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. But even even back then, when she said these things, when she was, had her, she had a TV show on HBO, but she still wasn't like attractive. But she made this whole big thing about the Odell Beckham Jr. not hitting on her or, or trying to get her. And he thought that was she thought that was shitty of him. And she was presuming all these things. And it was ridiculous. So, yeah, man, look, men just got to take whatever comes across to us. You know, <laughs> we can't have any kind of standards or expectations. We can't say yeah. what we want. OK, only women can. Yeah. And see and see. um like I kind of like what what Ken was saying too. He was to me. He came across as saying what type of woman I want, and you know, Cam is a millionaire. He he made a lot of money in the NFL. He he kind of got that choice of of being picky. You know what I mean? If he want a girl that could just sit at home and clean, and he take care of everything, and he just want he want to be the leader, he kind of got the option to do that. I can't. I couldn't do nothing like that because I'm not making that much money. So I can't sit here and be cherry picking on me wanting a woman who can follow my lead and stay at home. And I just be the breadwinner type thing. I can't afford that, but he could. So people was acting like that was a little selfish of him. It's like, what type of woman should he get then? Do we need to get somebody that's making millions of dollars like him too? <laughs> he needs to get Lizzo. Okay. <laughs> that's the only way he can win he needs to date lizzo all right yeah (laughs) good luck with that (laughs) he can't have any preferences 
Um, and yeah, it's just ridiculous, man. Sometimes I feel like people are just bored on Twitter. I've actually been taking a break on Twitter. Like I, I've been, I've been scrolling the timeline, but I've been like less interactive about things. And I feel like better in life, honestly, man. <laughs> I don't feel like I have to comment on everything I see. You know, yeah. I can just leave things alone, and yeah. it actually makes me happier. You know, <laughs> like not everything needs a comment or a take or a fucking opinion added to it. I, I know I, I'm a hypocrite because we're on a podcast right now, but look, the podcast is fun, damn it. Look, man, so, it's 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 good to take a break, man. It's yeah. good to, you know, just get a break in from that type of stuff and just live free because sometimes they, like a comment on the internet will kind of get you going a little bit. It kind of gets mm-hmm. you out your hookup. If you tweet something and somebody retweeted and said, hey, this stupid idiot think blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That could kind of get you out your hookup a little yeah. bit, where you be. And then the thing is, you know, it it be somebody that don't even have a pro, profile picture, mm-hmm. somebody that uh, that's on they only got two followers and all this other shit. And it's like, damn, like I need to say, so I need to get it off my chest type thing. And you find yourself going back and forth. And it's like, man, like you don't even like you don't even know what this dude look like. And you giving them all this time, man. So it's it's tough. it's 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 good to take a break uh, whenever you can, man. Yeah, and then when you look in the outside, you see a lot of things are disturbing, man. Like I think it's genuinely disturbing, like how much people care about celebrities' lives. You know, like look, we talk about it some on the podcast. Like we said, we have fun here. We kind of are lighthearted in tone, but there are some people who are really upset by this rumor about ASAP Rocky cheating on Rihanna. Yeah, it, it it turned into a a, a rumor. Uh, the person who spread it apologized and said it wasn't true. But it's like, why would you even give a shit? Like, honestly, yeah. man, like what what is wrong with people? The fact that they got so upset with this rumor. Yeah. Uh, Tab brings up Elon Musk. He's trying to buy Twitter for uh, 54 billion and turning it private. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um. I think I don't know. Elon is interesting, man. Like he has some things I think are kind of shitty. I, I think he leans into like some some shitty parts of the internet, the, like the troll type shit that he does. Yeah. Like what is he trying to do? Like I don't what, know. What is his goal in life? I know he got you know he he doing his thing, but what is his goal right now? What is he I, trying to do? <laughs> I think like I liked him more when it seemed like he was trying to make the future better. And, and, and you can argue whether it, it, he's tried or not, but with the SpaceX program, with the electric vehicles, which he really sparked that whole thing, people laughed at him when he made Tesla, man. People laughed when he said, all cars are going to be electric in the future. you yeah. know. And now every major brand has an electric vehicle somewhere yeah. in their lineup. So like, nah, he, he definitely has done huge things in automotive and you know, uh, the, with the SpaceX too, but the Twitter thing, man, I don't know. Like, there's really no fix in Twitter, man. Let's be real. Like, yeah. we had our fun with it. Now it's just gonna be fucked up, and niggas gotta live with it. Like, yeah, it, it don't make no sense to me. I don't know how you feel about the edit button. I don't. I think it's a bad idea to put an edit. Yes, button, it man. is. Yeah, because um, yeah, just going. It's it's too much at risk. <laughs> to you know because i could tweet something saying hey this is this is for you know retweet this f- to support breast cancer or something 
if I could go back and change that tweet and have something inappropriate, man, that's not really a good look, man. I think whatever's out there is out there. Like, stop complaining if you misspell something. If you misspell it, just delete it and read uh, and tweet it over, or just double check what you about to tweet. So, like, I don't know why people make it a big deal about the damn edit button, man. <laughs> it would ruin Twitter if it yeah. really could happen. So, yeah, now nah, I don't know. The, the, the thing with Twitter, man, it, it just is what it is now. Uh, Tab says Elon is basically a mad scientist with billions of dollars. He basically is. Um, yeah. I was keeping track of his, you know, his microchip he wants to put in people's brains. And because it's kind of interesting the way he worded it, like he's basically trying to come up with a cure for all these cognitive diseases like Alzheimer's and strokes and shit. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it would be developed for good, but I feel like it would be used for evil. Like yeah. instead of helping us, they would just like stream nonstop ads into our brain until yeah. you want to eat McDonald's <laughs> every day and then fucking shop at Walmart. <laughs> like, I feel like these things are only going to be used for evil in the end. It, it'd be so, like the video game Detroit. <laughs> basically, yes. One of them dystopian futures where it's just like just fucking yeah. bullshit, man. Hello, I'm your Android. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there, man. My goal is to live long enough to where I could put my brain in a cyborg, man. I'm trying to get there, dog. I would love I'm, to see that, man. It would be crazy, man. It'll yeah. be crazy. I'm trying to live long enough to get there, but I don't know. You know, black yeah, man. Just, just ima- yeah, just imagine if we did get to that time and you see all these car flying cars. I say flying mm-hmm. cars. The cars that's in the sky look like the Jetsons or some, some yep. shit. But then you got a, a old school nigga like me who still got regular car, uh, uh, 2018 Jeep Compass. That's still bar- <laughs> that, that still barely holding on to it, <laughs> and I got to go to a gas station that's like <laughs> eighteen miles away, the only gas station they have that sell actual gasoline <laughs> for nah. this car. <laughs> yeah, I think I think far enough in the future they're gonna ban because they're already talking about that. Like governors of states are saying by the year twenty thirty, um, we won't have any gas powered vehicles in our state. You know, so I think they're eventually going to ban. Ooh, that's going to be tough, man. Yeah. Because the you know the the oil. I don't see how it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't see how it's going to happen. Man. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Interesting that's gonna, thing. That's going to be tough, man. <laughs> yeah. See, we talk about everything on this podcast. Man, we talk about the future. We talk about automotive industries and yeah. brain microchips and brains. We we cover the whole spectrum on the Gems and Juice podcast. Okay, where else going to get yeah. content like that? We talk about Paul Wall albums. And flying cars Elon and Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Okay, where else can you get this smorgasbord of content, huh? Tell yeah. me. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes us the greatest podcast, man. We we talk about random stuff like that organically. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, we don't force anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, other things. Uh, have you seen the fake little Dirk walking around? I did, man. It was kind of disturbing to me, man. It, dog, it was disturbing to me because maybe this is how I know I'm getting old. I have I had no idea Lil Dirk was this popular. <laughs> that a fake Lil Dirk could shut down a mall. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Like I knew he was like one of the bigger rappers out, but mm-hmm. I had no idea he was so big that he could he was shut down a mall big. Yeah. 
So, yeah, the, the, if you haven't seen it, there's a vid- video of a little Dirk impersonator walking <laughs> through a mall with some people who look like security. And, yeah, it causes chaos and pandemonium in a mall that they go to. <laughs> Niggas were banging on the door. Like, it was ridiculous, man. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> people were banging on his bus doors. People were rushing him. People were desperate to get a selfie or any kind of contact with him. I had no idea Lil Durk was that popular. Um, and also, I guess Lil Durk liked it because he put the fake Lil Durk in his most recent music video. I think it's called a block list. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you, I, do you I, think I, this will be a new trend? The fake rapper? I know there's a fake Drake walking around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that he had the heart yeah. cut in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this will be a new a new trend, man. Because if you look at the way we moving, they, you know, these people get the most popularity points. Like little shit like this, man, people, people will die for this type of attention, man, in this day and age. So I would be surprised if it's somebody that looked like Beyonce, a girl that looked like Beyonce will probably walk around like she Beyonce just for the likes and, uh, and, and to try to go viral. So I think more people will probably do this. It's it's so damn strange, man. Because I could, I couldn't see myself doing that, man. <laughs> I couldn't see myself walking around like I'm another guy, <laughs> dressed like I'm another guy. And I don't know, man. That's that's strange, man. I it's I never got, I never uh, the I only got one person who told me I looked like a celebrity, and this kind of fooled me, man. Somebody sent me a picture. Uh, uh, it was it was Ja Morant, <laughs> and he kind of had a hoodie on, and uh, you could kind of barely see his face. And I tell I kid I kid you not, man, this picture looked just like me for a minute. I'm mm-hmm. like, God damn, this like we got some strong genes or something. And uh, we that's the, that's the only person I kind of favored where I'm like, oh shit. But I never got that, you know, you know, I look like somebody. And if I did, I would not walk around. I would try to look the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the most I got an intern at our station once that I, he thought I was Jared Jack. Oh, yeah. I remember but, that. Yeah. All but right. I don't know what Jared Jack is going to get you in this world walking around yeah. like you're Jared Jack. So, yeah, yeah it's nothing for me. Wait, but, I think he, I think he went to Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, I want to say. I think he played at Georgia Tech. Who, so, Jared Jack? I think so. Oh yeah, I think he went to college there. But I was about to say you you probably get a little love there if you walk around on the campus. I guess. How old <laughs> is Jerry Jack? By the way, he thirty. He older than me. He thirty eight. So I don't oh, know if man. I want to pretend like I'm a thirty eight year old. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, I mean, look, this is a hustle for a lot of people already. Um, mm-hmm. the Drake impersonator said that he actually gets paid to go to places that can't afford the real Drake. <laughs> and people just don't know the difference i guess that but i mean crazy which yeah I'm, would you um so let's say somebody wanted a fake jerry jack and they're willing to pay you <laughs> let's say let's let's say they could afford jerry jack how can you not and afford Jerry Jack, dog? What is he doing right now? <laughs> hey, let's say they want to pay. Hey, let's say they want to pay you a thousand dollars just to make an appearance. Yeah. You ain't got to talk or nothing. You could just show up and just wear the uh, jersey or something. <laughs> Would you do it? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, that, the situation would be it's so, so ridiculous. I would have to. Like the fact that anybody would want Jared Jack enough to pay for him and couldn't afford him. <laughs> but yeah, I would have now I would have to dress it up. I would have to get some platform shoes or something because I'm not tall enough. How how tall is Jared Jack? Jared Jack is uh six oh, actually six. he's six foot three. I, I can get some platform boots. I could boost myself up a little bit. But uh yeah, man. Um I of course I yep, would do yep, it. Yep, I'd be hilarious. Do. So uh, you'll get so um, you you'll be cool with. Do, let's say you had to do a little tour or something, like go around a couple places to get paid mm-hmm. to be Jerry Jack. <laughs> you you down with that? <laughs> I mean, if it was worth my time, yeah, I think it'd be a funny story at least. Could tell people I rode around acting like I was his former NBA yeah. player. Hey guys, I'm Jerry Jack. Nice to meet you. You got to do that. <laughs> yeah, just don't ask me to play basketball because then I would quickly be exposed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah I'll do that. She'll be hilarious. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not mad at people doing that. So, the guy that that, that played Drake getting paid to be a fake Drake, I'm not yeah. mad at that. I'm cool. I mean, if he if he making money from it, I can't be mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Tech recruiting tour tab says, Yep, <laughs> I'll be hey, I'll be down for it, man. <laughs> uh but yeah um even the, the real drake says he respects the hustle like he says he's cool with the fake drake making yeah. that money like go get get yours man yeah so. because i mean look man and it, it ain't like it's taking money out of drake's pocket mm-hmm. because obviously they can't afford the real drake and drake probably wouldn't waste his time trying to go there yeah pennies so fuck it man i, I, I respect it has to be embarrassing for people who thought they met the real drake yeah, then, <laughs> somebody has to tell him now that was a uh, fake Drake. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you had to get them young enough so where they wouldn't care. Yeah. Like, like, like some six year old like, birthday yeah. party. Yeah. Or honestly, if I if I seen the fake Drake around, I would take a picture just to be like, "Hey, I found I found the Drake." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be the only reason, <laughs> just to kind of clown them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'll be classic, man. And yeah, they did it. They showed the how the fake little Dirk did his like he got the tattoos and everything, man. Not permanent, of course, but yeah, he went all out, man. You gotta respect it. But it was a yeah. funny skit. It's on YouTube and all the social media stuff. You want to see it. Pretty crazy. And like we yeah. said, he's on the uh, new little Dirk video. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess the uh rapper imposter is gonna be a booming business in the future. So yeah, <laughs> get ready for it. <laughs> And uh, I guess last but not least, we could talk about this uh, white man can jump reboot. Yeah, don't um, forget, I got the world bro nose. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, let's do that first, man. You want to do that first? That. Let's do that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, um, so I told, as I said earlier in the show, in the podcast, you know, me and my wife went to New Orleans mm-hmm. for a birthday. So we there, you know, we having a good time. Um, she booked us a hotel. But the hotel kind of screwed us up, uh, screwed us over a little bit because we booked for like three nights. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess the way their booking system worked, I guess it overbooked people. So we only had one night. <laughs> so, wow. uh, yeah, so we had to find another hotel after the first night. But um, so after we checked out, we, we decided to go to Bourbon Street. I'm like, you know, let's go to Bourbon Street. Let's, you know. Had some fun. It was a Friday. It was, I want to say it was like around 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, let's 11, 11 30. So we say, well, let's have a drink, birthday type thing, celebrate. 
so um we got stupid drunk man we so i i wanted to play a little game on bourbon street uh every bar we see we gotta go and take a shot no no that's a college game man come on man (laughs) so of course we didn't really go through with it we had one shot at one place which is cool we had a little daiquiri walking around sipping and then um we stopped at another place we was gonna sit down and drink a little bit just kind of chill so um the drinks i got was a double i got two doubles um for me and her i got a drink called a hurricane it was a hurricane mm-hmm. on ice which was strong as hell mm-hmm. and so we like fuck it it's a birthday I'm, I'm i'm recording i'm doing videos and all this other stuff so we got super drunk we we acting the fool we happy and um so so mind you it's like 1 30. We so drunk, we couldn't even find where we parked. <laughs> so we, by the time we got to the car, we uh, we actually went to sleep in the car. We locked the doors, had the car on, went to sleep in the car for like three hours. Mm-hmm. We woke up. We like, damn, we uh, let's go to the hotel. And mind you, she booked a different hotel when she was um, drunk, kind of. Mm-hmm. So so the hotel was kind of shitty, <laughs> but uh, that's that's here and there. Um, so later that night, uh, we, after we left that hotel, we, we took like another nap when we got there, we went to go get something to eat and she wasn't feeling too good. So she like, pull over. Let me, you know, I got to throw up. So, um, she pulled, we pulled over, she threw up and I'm like recording her from the back. I'm like, Oh, you know, her throwing up, no big deal. But, um, so we went to eat. We on our way back to the hotel. She threw up in the car again. She she mm. actually threw up in the car a lot. Yeah, like inside the car. Or, yeah, we, fam, we was on the freeway. Oh and, and no, we, and we like two minutes away from the hotel. Oh no. So she like, I think I gotta throw up. I gotta throw up again. I'm like, oh, oh man, God. we're like two minutes oh, away. Nasty dog. It was like exorcist, man. It was. Oh, it was crazy. Man. Uh. So yeah, we got to the hotel. She had to wash herself up. We had to clean the car out the next morning. So it, yeah, we had to do all that. But so um, I want to say Monday. I end up no Saturday. I ended up giving her um, no. You know what? I think it was Monday. I gave her a birthday post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Said happy birthday, long little post, and I posted some um, cool pictures of us, some videos. And then I posted a picture of her throwing up from the back. You, you don't mm-hmm. see you don't see any throwing up or nothing like that. It's just kind of you see her with the car door open from my from the driver point of view. And so a lot of people felt like I was a horrible husband or felt like I was wrong for doing that. So my question is, am I am I wrong for putting a video out there of her, you know, not actually just make, looking like a mess? but just on the side throwing up. It would depend on if she was cool with it, number one, I guess. Yeah. But So her, her initial thought was, why you put that video out there? Mm-hmm. But she was fine with it. I asked her if, you know, you want me to delete it? She's like, no, I don't, you know, I don't care. But a lot of people felt like <laughs> I was kind of wrong for doing that and their wife or significant other would kill them if they did something like that. So well, I they're probably way older, and, and they probably look a lot of young. A lot of young people do this, man. 
Like, let's be real. They 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 want to show they had they got lit. <laughs> and this is what they show the aftermath. They show them throwing up or doing like this is a lot of women. I've seen a lot of women do a, a, a story about their trip and they usually include like the aftermath. Like they won't you won't see them throwing up like you won't see like the nasty shit, but you will yeah. see them bent over or you'll see them like fucked up. And yeah. that's like part of the montage. Like that shows you had a lit that's, weekend. See, and, and see, that was my mindset. I w- it wasn't nothing embarrassing to the point where I'm like she covered and throw like yeah. if I would have recorded the other part, then yeah. I would I wouldn't have put that on there because that's nasty. I don't you don't want to see nobody mm-hmm. at you don't see vomit on nobody and she kind of looked it rough but um you didn't see nothing you ju- you could just tell she was you know had the door open spitting mm-hmm. up a little bit so it wasn't it wasn't crazy like that and then even with that video that video was later that night so she wasn't drunk it's one thing yeah she was like walking around drunk and throwing yeah. up looking bad it wasn't even that but um people a lot of people and we actually talked about this on in the loop they uh they was like man i can't believe you put your wife out there like that man this is i'm just like what's up like look like that's my dog that's my best friend that's my wife that's my love like we went to new orleans we had fun that was the drunkest she ever been and she really don't drink like that so you know that was kind of a memorable trip so i'm like let me put some of this out there we would never we once we turn 70 we will never forget that moment of her, us going to New Orleans for the first time and, you know, <laughs> her throwing up. So I, I ain't really look at it like, oh, I'm trying to put her out there and stuff like that. But a lot of people was like, damn, Vicky, like, oh, my wife would have killed me if I did something like that. Or are you you need to put the phone that it was all type of shit. I was just like, damn, I didn't think that was a big deal. So. I had to I had to check with you, man. See if that was a no. Nah, it's not, yeah. man. And look, if it's radio people, like look, shout out to all the loopholes. Shout out to everybody who chime in, man. But I gotta say, one thing I've learned after the last few weeks of listening, you know, when I can, because a lot of y'all out here are pussy whipped, dog. <laughs> y'all are walking around scared of your wives. Okay, y'all y'all are walking around like you are an indentured servant. Okay. <laughs> Like it's okay to have fun with your your wife has fun at your expense. You have fun at your wife's expense. That's like the camaraderie that goes with marriage, man. Yeah, y'all that, poke fun at each other, y'all see, laugh at each other, and exactly. that's just what marriage is. Exactly. Like if if I was in that situation and she got me, you know, she recorded the same video, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too mad at that. It's kind of like this is my this is my best friend, this is my girl, this is my wife. So we, you know, we out here having fun. It'd be one thing if I was out there with random people and it's like some stranger got me or something like that. Then it's kind of mm-hmm. like, damn, that looked bad. But, you know, we were always good. You know, we were having a good time. We can joke around with stuff like that. See, I, and I feel like the people that, you know, that, you know, wife will get mad over something like that or put them on the couch for something like that. Hmm. Are the people that can't even compliment another good-looking woman mm-hmm. when they together? Mm-hmm. Like they got to act wife like would kill me if I did yeah. something, something, something. Yeah, they, yeah, they not allowed to turn their neck whenever a good-looking woman walk past mm-hmm. while they with their wife. So, um, yeah, man, I was just checking, man. I, like I said, I would, I would never put anything out there to make her look bad. Now, I mean, I, hell, she a teacher, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I wouldn't want her out there like that. I ain't put no videos out there, her, you know, cussing and, you know, being disrespectful or something like that. It was good, clean birthday celebration fun. So I felt like that was part of it. And, um, yeah, people was kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's a Texas thing, but people just super conservative and clean, man, mm-hmm. button up. It's like, damn, bro, like, you ain't even see the throw up. And she ain't not, this was early on. <laughs> and everybody had, like, I just had her titties out or something. And I'm just recording it. I'm like, dog, like, <laughs> like, we out here having fun, having a good time. Like, you know, she, we both, we both cool with it. Yeah, no, nah, they were being silly, man. And I a lot of these people be living crazy undercover lives anyway. So you can't even should be trusting what they be saying, man. Because a lot yeah, of these I know, I would be- conservative people be in some freaky shit too. They just don't put it out in public. But yeah, I yeah, would be man. depressed. I would be depressed if I was with this and the other man. Like, damn, I can't do shit. You born as hell. <laughs> Like, Dog, I, like, like y'all's marriage is what a marriage should be honestly it seems like you know yeah. like a lot of people out here and like i said listening to the show and people calling in it's like how, how are you gonna be in a marriage and you scared of your wife dog <laughs> like what what kind of marriage is that man you you yeah. walking around with somebody you scared to say anything you scared yeah. to correct them on something you scared <laughs> to you might just sleep on the couch if you look at another woman and say she's cute like get the fuck out of here, man! Y'all shouldn't even be married if yeah. that's all it takes to cause a rift in your relationship. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's crazy, man. Like, like what I appreciate about my wife, we could be out and about, and I could be probably in the zone or something. She's like, "Damn, did you see that girl? She got a fat ass." Mm-hmm. I like that type of stuff. She said, "Hey, did you see that girl? She got a fat mm-hmm. like." Other people can't do that, man. <laughs> and I don't know if they just a little salty or what, but I appreciate my marriage where I can do something like that. <laughs> so it's like my, like I said, it's my wife. We, you know, we have a good marriage, but it's kind of, it's like my dog. It's like my, um, it's like my official best friend mm-hmm. where we talk about everything. It's, it's not a thing where I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't tell her that this girl tried to hit on me. <laughs> Or, you know, if somebody tried to hit on me, I'd be like, hey, guess what? Somebody tried to get my number. Mm-hmm. And you know what she going to say? Oh, did you give her your number? <laughs> we going to joke around like that. So uh, a lot of people, uh, honestly, a lot of people, conservative people won't understand that. So, you know, me trying to explain that, they it's going to sound crazy. But, yeah, I, I, look, man, I'll take what I got now over a conservative ass. No, 100%. Marriage, man. I'll say a Sports six sports Radio 610 radio host whose name I will not mention. Uh, uh, he, he told a story, and it went something like, uh, so apparently his wife does the laundry, and he, there was an issue with her not checking his pockets because he usually leaves things in his pockets and uh she he always made a big deal when you know please check the pockets when you're doing laundry because sometimes leave things in there so apparently one day he left one of his airpods in his pocket Mm. and it got washed and he got it and it was basically like destroyed and he was upset about it but he was asking if he should say anything (laughs) 
And like, look, because he, he didn't want the he didn't want the fight. And I'm like, y'all got to communicate. man. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to be in a marriage where it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm scared of saying some shit when you fuck up. <laughs> because like, look, you have a right to be upset when, if, if something like that happens. And yeah. to be scared to even bring it up or address it is ridiculous, man. man. Like yeah. I, I would, I would rather be single my whole no, life no, than no. have to you, live like that. Honestly, man, you know how many times my wife called me out. She's like, "All right, look, man, I told you to do the dishes, and you just mm-hmm. laying there. Look, I, I just do it type shit." I was just like, "All right, you know, we, we kind of communicate. We, that's the one thing I would say. We really communicate. We be honest with each other, and ain't no." Oh shit! Should I say something? Mm-hmm. It's like that's not even a question. And look, <laughs> like, sometimes y'all gotta fight. Yeah, like, look, sometimes yeah. y'all gotta fight, and y'all gotta get it out there, okay? But just yeah. you should never be scared to say something. Like, I just when I hear things like that, I'm like, maybe marriage is just not for me. Okay, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I can't mar- live like that. Yeah, I can't speak for everybody' marriage, but my marriage is definitely not, not like that, man. We we upfront with each other. <laughs> We honest with each other. We shit. We argue. We argue a lot, man. But you know that. Look, I would take that over being scared to talk. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm being scared to sit around here and not say something and speak up. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it might be a thing where I'm like, uh, maybe I'll tell her later because I want to hurt her feelings or something. But um, even because this is another discuss ongoing discussion we have on the show um if if we don't really like their hairstyle or what they have on you know you never say anything mm-hmm. like man you, my wife would kick my ass if i let her walk out this house in a dress that or or hairstyle that's not cool and i look man i'll be upfront about it. It, it it's never a thing like this ain't the 60s where you you know if you say i don't like that hairstyle and then a woman go in the back and cry or something like i t- I tell my wife like we all i always joke around with her about um it was a couple times where she had this wig I, she, she not a wig person at all but she decided to start rocking this wig and this wig was not good looking to me i'm like man that looked like a damn holiday heart <laughs> crackhead type of wig I'm like, I'm not really feeling it. And, you know, I was upfront about it. <laughs> and she laughed and all this other stuff, but she never wore it again. <laughs> and, you know, she, and I'm sure she wasn't pissed off about it, but she was just like, yeah, you know, I don't really like it. And I did the same thing with her, the way she dressed. I, I'd be upfront. I'm like, uh, I don't think you should wear that. Um, sometimes I give her shit. I'm like, nah, you kind of dress like a, te- a school teacher. And you know that's not exactly a compliment. He's <laughs> saying you dress <laughs> like a school teacher, <laughs> so you know that kind of you know motivated her a little bit to try to get something better. And it even got deep to the point where I start you know kind of helping her shop. I I kind of show her what I like because I'm kind of into to the whole fashion thing. I know what I like to see on a woman, so I kind of help her out with that type of stuff. But people be acting like, oh, you never say anything about a woman's dress. And, oh, uh, you know, you always got to say it looks good. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, you my woman. You're not about to be out here looking rough 
<laughs> so yeah, nah. all, all yeah. these old ass rules people have are the reasons why like 60% or whatever ridiculous number of marriages end in divorce <laughs> because they believe this corny horse shit they were told all their life yeah. so they, they, they go about this living these lies for 20 <laughs> years at a time and then yeah. realize they're all miserable yeah they're living a lie man they're fucking <laughs> living what they think they're supposed to be doing according to uh, people who told them about marriage Mm-hmm. Which, and your marriage don't even work out like that so yeah yeah, man scary stuff but at least y'all got a good relationship and a good marriage yeah. and that's all you can really ask for man so yeah it's good to, it's good that you said hey you know you don't have a problem with that mm-hmm. because I was getting a lot of random oh man like no that's wrong you shouldn't have did that and it's like oh like it wasn't even that bad bro Yeah, <laughs> and she yeah. was fine with it so <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I guess I don't have the traditional marriage, so I, guess I mean, I, yeah, but how can you even define that, man? It's exactly. like like I said, these people living by these old rules that don't even work. You know, yeah. happy wife, happy life. That's the one of my <laughs> least favorite sayings, because number one, it's not true. Okay? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it was No man's ever happy when their wife is unhappy. Like, your yeah. wife could be unhappy for any reason, okay? It could yeah. be that time of the month. It could be she stepped or stabbed her toe on some Lego or some shit. Like, fucking that. Yeah. Anything can change, but that don't mean you're not happy or not yeah. having a happy life. So, yeah, mm-hmm. put put your happiness uh, uh, up there, too. But anyway, uh, yeah. that, that does it for our, our marriage counseling session of the podcast. It was a good I one, know. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that could be a spinoff, man. How to how to live how to have a happy marriage with Figgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so real quick, we could talk about this white man can't jump reboot. Um, now I know apparently Quavo and Jack Harlow were involved at some point, but Quavo yeah. um did not get the part. Yeah, shockingly, so, you know. Yeah. So uh so I guess allegedly or you know. Rumor has it that Jack Harlow will be playing um um uh, Bill, was it Billy Hoyle? I think it's Billy Hoyle. Yes, yeah, the, the white the white guy on yeah, Woody Harrelson character. Yeah, so um I guess he'll be playing that part, and Quavo didn't get the part because <laughs> he can't act. I mean, <laughs> come on, you seen him at Narcos, man? Yeah, uh, that's true. He said, whip it like stir fry in 1984. Yeah. He said, he said, whip it like stir fry with a little auto tune in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, yeah. Was 19, so, it was 1975 and shit. Yeah. In Mexico. <laughs> uh, Quavo thought he was going to get the Oscar next after <laughs> after Will Smith fucked it up. Man, um, was that that was such a bad look for Narcos, man. I didn't respect Narcos since. Me neither. And I heard the other uh seasons were actually pretty good. Me but, too. Um yeah, I, I I that turned me off on it, man. Once I saw that clip, I'm like, okay, that's that's what they call jumping the shark. <laughs> um that that's where I just can't go back to a uh a, a show once something like that happens. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy because it's been a lot of bad shows. That's a, a lot of good shows that are turning bad at this point, man. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching Snowfall. I know yeah, I was pre- gonna bring that up. I heard that's falling off a cliff. <sighs> that this season is bad, man. And people was comparing this season to fucking uh, not this season, but this series to to The Wire. So, so it's like, nah, man. Like, look, even the last season of The Wire wasn't bad like this. 
like this shit, like rest in peace to John Singleton. But y- you could tell his his presence is missed <laughs> in in this fucking um show. Like dog, like mind you, this is the 80s, man. The 80s, maybe early 90s. But um randomly one of the characters or uh, two of the characters ran into a house trying to hide or use a phone, and they ended up I guess one of the neighbors in LA <laughs> got a fucking tiger in the backyard, man. <laughs> a caged tiger. <laughs> oh damn. And, yes, th- and this is on, on a drug dealing show in LA. A tiger stand next to somebody, <laughs> and uh, long story short, um, the tiger end up eating up the um, Franklin, the main character, all of his enemies that was there, and they got away. And the tiger was just roaming around randomly. And that, that was that was probably one of the weirdest episodes I've seen, man. And this season, it, you could tell this season was really rushed. And I was very disappointed, man. I like way feel totally different about the show, man. And I usually don't do that. I get credit mm-hmm. where it's due. I think the first couple seasons of Power was pretty good and had me hooked. Um, but this, it, man, this kind of made me question the whole season. I, I wish they can, man. They, I, they, they came out and said next season would be the last season. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank God. I think they should do that. They should have did that with this season. But man, it's bad, man. It's it's real bad. <laughs> it's bad. And that's why, like, I, I have the approach now of when I want to wait for a show to end and I know the whole thing's good. Because, like, okay, you do want the the reaction of watching the episode along with everybody else and reacting mm-hmm. to it, but you also run the risk of spent dedicating a, a portion of your life to a show that sucked. Like mm-hmm. case in point, Game of Thrones, you know, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones ran for a long ass time, man. And to be fair, I joined in late. You know, yeah. I got in like the second to last season. I, I caught up with the show. But there are some people who have been watching that show for like 10 years or some shit, man, like a long ass time. And then it ends so shittily <laughs> that you're like, what was the point of any of that? I could have been yes. doing something else with my life. Rather than caring and making all these theories and talking about it and buying all the merchandise, and the show yeah. sucked mm-hmm. at the end. Like the ending was terrible. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that that's what you run the risk of doing when you get really into a show, seeing it fall off like slowly, and yeah. you know it's only going to get worse. It's such a <laughs> shitty feeling, man. So yeah, yeah, this one was bad, man. I'm like, damn, because I had this show in high regards mm-hmm. because it's on FX. It looks real good. Uh, I would probably say the acting was really good too, but it really fell off like shit was super random. And I'm I'm not sure if you watched actually watched the show. I ain't gonna spoil it, but mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of shit that was like, damn, like that don't even add up from last season, and to the point where I thought I missed some things because it seemed like they kind of moved super quick, and they didn't really capitalize off of how they ended the previous season. So it's like, damn, who is this character? Who is that character? Where did this character come from? What happened to the beef with this person? And it is just kind of swept it away. And to the point, it's like, what the fuck are they, you know, doing this whole season now? Like, what's the beef? So it's it's very confusing. It's very weird. But yeah, uh, uh, I, I guess the last season is uh, next season will be the last season. So 
that's a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's better that they end it early than go on for years and years, and it just gets worse and worse. Kind of like power. But yeah, <laughs> are, are you um are you watching that magic of that Lakers series on HBO? Nah, I tried, man. I didn't <laughs> know it was gonna be like a straight up comedy because it starts off so serious. You know, it yeah. starts the first scene of the show is Magic Johnson finding out HIV. he has HIV. Yeah, and then it goes into like some fucking sitcom type show, man. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And, and the way people would turn around, address the audience, and say, hey. I'm the NBA GM. That means I pick the players and personnel. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was strange too, man. It was annoying, man. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be one of those shows. So yeah. I, I cut it off right then and there. Yeah, but it, it's so weird when they do shit like that, man. Like, I I respect it if they did the the office type shit where they just go in another room and look yeah. right at the camera. Like, yeah, so I tried to you know, like kind of reality show-ish. But they were sitting there talking and arguing. Then and they were, yeah, hates. cut to the camera. Like, she yeah. hates when I do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to get the money to buy the Lakers, yeah. but I will figure it out. And then go yeah. right back into the scene. <laughs> yeah, it was just annoying, man. And, and like, look, I, I might get back into it, but just that, it threw me off completely because I thought it was going to be like a drama. You know, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be like a comedy sitcom type aura or feel to it. So I was like, eh. And then the yeah. jokes weren't funny either. So yeah. I was it's, like, yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it's it's not really a comedy because I've been trying to watch it. I'm trying to catch up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty good. But my question is, how accurate is it, man? Because after a while, it was kind of some wild shit in there where I'm like, damn, is this true? And, you know, you had Magic Johnson come out and say, you know, he, you know, he not really for it because the people that's involved with making this are not, I mean, that's involved with making this wasn't even around during that time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would make sense if fucking Magic Johnson be a part of it and he could kind of give what really happened or something. But um, I guess he really wasn't down for it. But um, it was like some random ass wild shit. Like you had Pat Pat Riley in there, and um, I, I think it might have been uh, it might have been Doctor Bus who was talking to Pat Riley. He like, hey man, you need to change the way you sound, man. You sound like a fruit, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like, damn, like was Pat Riley really like that? And they it, it kind of got Pat Riley looking like a fucking bum, like he was just a fucking homeless man. And <laughs> I was just like, damn, was like how accurate is this? And then uh, Jerry West was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, people were upset about that. I, I, yeah, I heard he was kind of a rough person, but in this show, he looked like a piece of shit. <laughs> Where I'm like, damn, like he just always throwing shit. He was always pissed. He didn't want to drive Magic Johnson, and uh, so I was sitting there thinking, like, damn, it's actually good, but how accurate is this, man? This is it's kind of rough, you know, especially if it's coming off as you know true events so that that was my question as i was watching it no i've heard the same thing man people who are involved and like to be fair you can't have people who are involved make a show necessarily about the people involved because there's going to be biases 
There are going to yeah. be people misremembering things. There's you're going to get straight out of Compton type shit. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to have yeah. the people who are alive are going to look really good. People who are dead going to look like shit because mm-hmm. they ain't there to defend themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what makes it tough. Um, but yeah, that show, like I, I, I take it, I took it as an extreme exaggeration after the first couple of scenes. I'm like, okay, clearly this shit is not even close to real life. They're just <laughs> taking little bits of their maybe personal life and like exaggerating it for effect yeah. and make yeah. it to make it a, you know, an interesting TV show. And I get that. I don't think anybody is watching that show saying, oh, this is really how it was. It's not like a docu-series. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think anybody's taking it that serious. So yeah, but it's, there is that, but still. Yeah, but still, yeah, like you use Magic Johnson's character. Yeah. You got Cookie, who is still married to Magic Johnson. Early on, like I'm talking about early on when he was at Michigan State before he got drafted. Mm-hmm. She was, she's in the show too. So obviously it was before the you know HIV stuff, and it's like damn, like do Magic want to have this reputation? You know, I'm not sure what the reputation is, you know, if it's even out there. But his reputation in the show is like smashing all these different women. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be he fair, he, he's admitted that even yeah, back he, in the day he did he talk, interviews where he, yeah, he talked about it on Oprah. Yeah, but but he was like smashing a bunch of women before he even got drafted, man. Because Mm -hmm. it's one thing if you went through what you went through and you talked about it with your your wife, and she know about most of the stuff. That's one thing. But now it's another part. It's like, damn, you was messing around with her before, you know that type of thing. That you know, it's kind of like bringing light to more random shit, or you know, even if it wasn't true, it's like, damn, like. Did, did this really happen? It's kind of bringing the old shit back. And it's kind of, you know, and to people that really don't know the history of Magic Johnson, now they looking at him like, damn, he was doing all this? So, um, yeah, I can see it, how it could be a little frustrating for somebody like Magic Johnson, especially in the position he's in now. Oh, yeah. So Because he's kind of the lovable guy. And you don't want a show like this to make him look like he a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure they'll be careful in how they portray him too, because you know he does have influence like that. But I know he said he wasn't a fan of certain things and the way they were portrayed. So, like, what can you yeah, do? I don't even, yeah, I don't even think he watched the show. <laughs> no, probably not. I think I think he refused to watch it because he wasn't you know part of it. Yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, I, what can you do, man? Like, there, there's really no win here. People going to do that type of shit anyway. You see exactly. documentaries. There's a lot of documentaries that have nothing to do with like the the person that the documentary is about. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can really do. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it is where it is, man. And I might circle back at some point and watch it. <laughs> but just that, that that first episode just turned me off completely, man. I was like, I did not think this was what going to be this was. What this was going to be. <laughs> so... Yeah, I was just I was disturbed by that shit, but I might circle back and watch it. Uh, I'm sorry to say, Figgy got to break some news about your Cleveland Cavaliers. They have lost their game against the Hawks, mm. which now means they are out the playoffs despite yeah, or, being or, the eighth seed or didn't get into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, how do you feel about te- the play-in, man? How do you feel about the play-in tournament? I mean, from a Cavaliers standpoint, it sucked because they would have been in the playoffs. 
they probably would have got their ass whooped by the number one seed, but yeah. they would at least been in the playoffs. But if I'm not mistaken, this don't even count as a playoff appearance. No. So technically they missed the playoff. They never made the playoffs without LeBron since what 96, 97, mm-hmm. when Sean Kemp was on the damn caps. So that's a you know, it kind of sucked, but look, man, I surprised they made it this far. It was they had a real surprising season. Um, nobody expected them to be this good. Um, unfortunately, right before the all-star break, everybody started getting hurt. They played hobble since then. They barely got to the eighth. They they dropped all the way down to the eighth seed. They was at like number two or number three at some point. But injuries called up to them. But I'm not really upset about it, man. I think I, I I'm I'm excited to watch them next year, man. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think the future is kind of bright. But I hopefully you know LeBron don't try to bring his old ass back. They already said they don't want him. So now I'm sure he's happy they lost. Probably now nobody can throw that in his face. Like, oh, the Cavaliers make the playoffs and you didn't. Like, no, actually, both of y'all didn't. Even though the Lakers was worse because they didn't even make the play in. So Yeah, Yeah, the Cavs was actually a better team than the Lakers this year, man. Yeah. Even though they they lost to the Lakers twice, but they was they was a really good team, man. Yeah. It's just the injuries caught up to them. So I'm not I'm not really pissed. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, interesting developments. In the, I like the play in tournament, man. I'll say I like Me it, too. man. Yeah, I think it's a good like look, it, it gives something us uh, uh, something to watch or team something to play for at the end of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, before the, the end of the season is always so shitty in the NBA, man, because everybody knows where they are. It's not like the NFL where every team plays hard pretty much every game. Even if you suck and you're tanking, like look at the Jaguars beating the Colts and taking them out the playoffs at the very yeah. end. The worst team yeah. in the league yeah. won the most meaningless game. And, yeah. and because of that, the Colts didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, that was a so, Super Bowl right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in the NFL, it seems like every team plays hard uh, every game. You might not have the personnel to win or do yeah. good, but they're going to play hard. The NBA, the NBA is just. You got motherfucking niggas taking off for rest and, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and exaggerating these low man restrictions. Yeah. And I think that's become a real problem. All these superstars missing games. Uh, my friend from L.A. who who's lived in Austin for pretty much most of his life now. But I met him in Austin when I lived over there, too. We're still good friends. But he was really pissed because he drove to Dallas to watch a Mavericks and Lakers game and LeBron uh, didn't play. Damn, man. <laughs> he was pissed. He th- I think they spent a lot for them tickets too. Damn, so that's crazy. Yeah. That happens all the time now, though, man. All these superstars yeah. are not are sitting when healthy. You got niggas not playing the entire season when they could have, like Ben Simmons and mm-hmm. Zion. I know he's been hurt, but shit. Now yeah. he wants to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're in the playoffs. He wants to come back suddenly. Yeah. In round one, come on, man. Yeah, it's it's sad. How you feel about the whole the um the whole the midseason tournament they entertain and talking about for the NBA? Like I see the vision, man. Like because that's a cool thing in soccer when like you have like the main tournaments, but you also have like these side tournaments that are really interesting too. But the problem with the NBA is niggas don't even want to play the regular season. Yeah. So why would they care about these? 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, soccer has a longer tradition of all these cups. So it's yeah. more prestige to them. Yeah. You can't just invent this shit like yeah. 75 years after the fact. Yeah, because <laughs> because what care. because what do it really mean at this point? Yeah, like if you let's say the Rockets won the midseason tournament or whatever, are we going around celebrating that we're the champ? I mean, at this mid-season? point, we got to hang some banners up I, since '94. <laughs> I know, but how much do that really matter at this point? Or I mean, is that something we got to hang our hat on? Are we throwing a parade for it? Is that you know is, is that going in the record book? And it's, it's kind of a weird place because, like you said, the tradition been laid out for 75 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it, you know, I don't want to sit there and call it an asterisk, but, you know, is it kind of like the COVID championship where, you know, we going to say, oh, yeah, that's just the messy. Like, we don't really care about that type of thing. So that that's my only question. Yeah, no, I don't I like look, it would take a lot for people to care. But I do think the NBA needs something besides a championship that me like people would care about. Because, for example, like the we, we make fun of the tech Bill O'Brien bragging about division championships. But I mean, that's kind of a big deal to, to win your division several like four times in a row, even if it's in a bad division like that's still something. It's on a resume. (laughs) Exactly. It's something to put on a banner. It's a sad looking banner, but it's a banner (laughs) nonetheless. But NBA has nothing like that except for the championship, really. You know, what do you say if you didn't win a championship? You made the, you won Eastern Conference. Like, okay, I guess there's that. But that's at the very end, too. So it would be nice if there was something besides a conference championship or NBA championship to celebrate any NBA. But I don't know if this midseason tournament is going to work, man. I don't know how you yeah, add more they, games. People don't want you yeah. want to play eighty-two. Yeah, and it's going to get a little tricky, man. Because let's say LeBron win all of the midseason tournaments for the next mm-hmm. three years, do you add those with the other championships? Yeah, and say, hey, oh, man. See, he, he got he got eight championships overall. That's more than Jordan. <laughs> it, it, see, it's going to get tricky and then we're going to sit here and say, oh, those is midseason championships. They ain't mm-hmm. nothing. Like, if Jordan was playing, he would probably win all of them. Or it's, it's all these hypotheticals and all this other fairy tale bullshit. So, um, yeah, I just don't think you know, at least early on, I don't think we would take that serious. And I definitely think the players won't really take that serious. They they probably they definitely do it for the money if they get more money. But yeah. how much how much more money is that? Yeah, exactly. All they like, care about is championships. They already they make their money, and number one, they get a ton of money and get NBA guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah. And then you have uh, endorsements and all these shoe sponsorships and shit. So you're gonna be yeah, taken so. care of. Yeah. So if you if you Ben Simmons and you getting a hundred or two hundred million dollars already, no matter what you play, mm-hmm. like how much more is it going to take him to take a a, a a midseason tournament serious? How much more money would that be? Like right. it can't be that much more. Where it's like, damn, I let me get out here and play because this money is worth it. <laughs> what matters is his mental health. OK, Figgy. Okay, I don't I don't like your uh, mental health shaming here. Okay, if you don't feel like playing, you don't feel like playing. Okay, he yeah. has mental issues. All right, 
I need Risk. to start doing that, man. <laughs> yeah, I need I want, to take a mental health day. Yeah, I want to. I want to take a whole year off of work. Yeah, <laughs> and say, look, my mental health is not right. Uh, yeah. Still pay me my regular salary. I just yeah. will not be showing up to work this entire yeah. year. Yeah, let me leave practice. Let me yeah. be on the phone. <laughs> Go away from the team. Go to a college and just play basketball there for a little bit. You know. <laughs> Just hang out, do my thing for a year. No, why can't yeah. I get that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with that, I think that's about it, man. I think that covers pretty much everything on the podcast we got to talk about this week. Uh, yeah. Like we said, happy birthday, Jasmine. Make sure you leave her a birthday comment, a belated birthday comment at this point, if you haven't yet. Make sure you give her a shout out. Um, yeah, thank everybody for watching, everybody for listening. Like we said, we always stream in Friday evenings. Um, there we go, the sweet love video. I've never seen this video actually, or maybe I've I've never seen it either. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen it either. (laughs) Now, now I want to watch the video. I know we about to (laughs) say I I didn't know they made it. Well, I I figured they made a video for this, but I've never actually seen it. Wow, yeah, yeah, I don't think we were born. (laughs) Oh, no, no, (laughs) damn, damn, yeah, it's supposed to be a love song. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It, it looks um like without the music, it looks like a scary movie. She, she looked like she in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like fucking thriller part two. Yeah, nah, it looks like Saw or some shit. She walking through yeah. death traps. She looks looks she looks distressed. <laughs> you would have never thought you would never thought she talked about sweet love. Oh hell no! Nah. Look at her, man. This video is <laughs> What the fuck? Look, look, if you if you mute it. And just look at the video. It yeah. looked like she's saying it's close to me. Yeah, no, something creepy. <laughs> yeah, this could be the the original thriller video, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, cool to actually see this video. I didn't know they even made one. I never seen it before. Man, we better but, stop talking shit about her. She gonna block. Yeah, I know she gonna block us. She probably already blocked us because we played her music. But anyway, you know, you know, I got blocked by the honey badger. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he blocked everybody from 610. Yeah, no, I'm, but see, I think he blocked me kind of recently, man. Oh, wow. What'd you say? Yeah. I pro- I don't know what it Oh, you know what? I think what it was is, um, so once once Justin Reed, so um, Texas former safety Justin Reed, he mm-hmm. officially signed with Kansas City, which means I'm like, oh, shit, they not bringing back uh, to Ron Matthews. So I tweeted and said, uh, "Honey Badger gone." LOL. That's I, that's all I. That was the last thing I tweeted about. Mm-hmm. And you know I ain't think nothing of it. I, it was just kind of like a reaction thing. Like, damn, they signed this person, so he he's clearly not coming back. And um, didn't really think nothing of it. And I seen somebody tweet something, and I'm like, damn, who got me blocked? Hmm. And it was him. <laughs> I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Oh, it's, it's a little offensive because I've been trying to get him on the podcast. Look, Figgy, you, you, you know he searches his name. Okay, I know. I you know, know I what he's like on Twitter. You was playing with I, fire. I ain't okay? think he's gonna block me for that. I ain't think he's gonna block Figgy, me. Figgy, come that. on now, you dog. You know how he is on social media. You know how he <laughs> yeah. is, man. You was playing with yeah. fire, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying maybe, you should have been blocked. You definitely shouldn't have been blocked, but you know how maybe, he is. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should have said something like, damn, the, um, the honey badger probably won't 
he back in Kansas City. Wow, you can't even say that. so sad. You can't, you can't, you can't even say that. Okay, yeah. don't say, don't even mention him. All right, unless it's yeah. what a great player he is and how great he is in the community. But okay. see, he won't, he won't say shit to that. <laughs> but if I'm talking shit about him, then he'll block or say some slick shit. I, yeah. oh, man, I can't look, man. Like I mean, look, you know, he hates Landry. So he probably looked at your profile and saw the picture from In the Loop with you, Landry, um, and John and said, well, he's an out. Yeah, I should have <laughs> called him out. I should have called him out like, man, how you going to do another black man like that who's been propping you up the whole time? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I see, I see how it is. Man. Yeah. Him, him, him and Deshaun Watson probably got the most people from Houston blocked. Yeah, Deshaun ain't man. It's great. Deshaun ain't even say thank you to the city of Houston, man. That's kind of man. He should have. Are, are, were you really surprised? He would dog. No, it was best. See, he, he did. No, I'm not. I'm not saying put a letter out or anything, but it seemed like he would have been like, yeah, you know what? I'm, uh, you know, uh, I want to thank the fans for all of the past couple years. Blah 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 blah. And you know, but I'm here in Cleveland. He ain't even say nothing close to that. So I was kind of surprised because that's kind of human nature. You know what I mean? When you when the player go to a new team and they be like, "Wow, you're a Cleveland Brown now," blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. What a you know, date the city of Houston. You know, all those years. You know, wish I could have won a Super Bowl there, but you know, hopefully this, I can win is, one. This is com- this situation is completely unprecedented. Like nothing like this has ever happened in the NFL before, and because it happened the way it did. And because of what was alleged and all the things that happened afterwards, it's best he didn't say anything. Honestly, because nobody wanted to hear that shit, man. Let's be real. Yeah. Like maybe a couple people (laughs) on Twitter who are still in his camp, but most of all, like most people did not want to hear it, man. We just wanted picks and to be done with it. So Yeah. yeah, I think in this case, usually I would be like, "What the fuck." But in this yeah. case, I I can understand why. You're yeah, I'm not I'm not mad he didn't, but I'm kind of shocked that you know, because I, I never seen anything like this a player you know, not saying anything yeah. <laughs> at all, not even acknowledging the fan. I mean, like I don't expect them to say thank you to the Texans organization or nothing, but sometimes you could tell you know a player's beef with the organization. You know, if you look at somebody like J.J. Watt, I know that's totally different. But look at J.J. Watt. He's like, I want to thank the Maneers. I want to thank the fans. So now it's like, okay, he got a problem with somebody else. You know, it's not the Maneers and it's not the fans. So you can kind of read between the lines. I would have thought Deshaun would have, you know, said, you know, shout out to the fans of Houston, man. I wish I could have, you know, did something. But clearly he'd be on Twitter. And he'd be seeing all what these Houston yeah. fans be saying. And it's not even that. Like, he didn't play long enough to get to have that emotional reaction, man. Like, J.J. White played a decade. Yeah, like yeah. These no, people, usually these people play a long time. He played, what, four seasons? Yeah, but see, like, that's... It wasn't even enough to leave that and sound sincere. Yeah, but see, even if you look at somebody like, even the Honey Badger, he said something. And he was yeah. only here a year. Yeah. So, like, you could at least be like, yeah, shout out to the city, man. I enjoyed my time here, even though it's a little weird because all the bullshit that's going on. But, yeah, I thought yeah, I thought it was strange, man. Wasn't a good look. He definitely going to get his ass booed <laughs> when he come here next year. So. Yeah, nah, it, it's going to be crazy, man. Honestly, I want to see what the reaction is in Cleveland. I see people are showing up to, like, soccer games to boo him 
and it's like what the fuck so it'll be interesting to see like this whole thing this this is going to be the most interesting nba start to the nfl season like in history yeah. man so much has happened so many changes and so many franchise altering decisions have been made yeah. uh, very I, I, exciting I, season yeah i will say this man i think cleveland fans i think they'd be just fine if he can play on the field, he would be just fine, man. Because of course. it's not like Deshaun Watson is replacing a, a Hall of Famer, and but, it's like he ain't about to live up to this Hall of Famer. So why do you bring this guy in? He's clearly the best quarterback they had since they came back already. Eh, but so. here's the thing: people, people like Baker, man, and people the, the, because because of people like Baker, man. Not 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 after this season. They did. He sucked. 20, he made 20. he made them relevant again. L- let's be honest, dog. He made them relevant again. He he had a shitty ass last season. Fair enough. But I feel like they because of how Deshaun Watson came in, and because of what he got, and because of the allegations, and because there are people who like Baker. If Deshaun think- plays bad his first game. They're gonna turn on it, man. Oh, They're gonna say, 100%. "What the fuck do we do here?" We gave up Baker for yeah. this. But, this but alleged see, sexual abuser. See, I think with Baker though, I think Baker screwed. Not only did he play bad, but um, people was booing him, which they probably should have. But he was kind of snapping on the fans a little bit. He would. He he, had, he said some snotty stuff towards the fans. Yeah. And and I think people just B- Baker. He's that type of player where, you know, he play with a chip on his shoulder. If he play good, he's you know Cleveland like they gonna fuck with him. If he pl- if he playing with this chip on his shoulder and he's shitty, then it's like nah, get out of here. We don't want to hear all this bullshit you talking about now. Now I mean because some players are bad. And they don't, they don't talk like Baker, so they, you know, so it's kind of, you know, they kind of button up, like, oh, I just got to play better, blah 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 blah. Baker, he kind of snap on people, he commenting on people booing him. He was just saying, oh yeah, those are probably the same fans that so don't be quiet while we on yeah. offense. So I don't, yeah, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of shit. So I think people totally out on him after that, on top of the shitty year. But um, like I said, Deshaun played like Deshaun usually play. People, man, people, you gonna have a couple people that's like, oh, I still don't care. But people, quiet as, as it kept, a lot of people happy we got a quarterback. They was over that bullshit with Baker. And yeah, I think, yeah, the season just gotta get here, man. Because yeah. we're gonna have a whole bunch of conversations now during the off season. Once the season get here and he played like he played, you got a good offensive coach, they'd be okay, man. I think I think it I think it'd be just fine. Now if he play bad, there's gonna be a lot going on, man. I think he'll have a shorter leash than anybody, honestly. I feel like they're not gonna tolerate two bad games in a row. They're gonna say, nah, fuck it. Get this dude out of here. We made a mistake. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll see. Be interesting to see, man. Interesting to see um, a lot of what this NFL season will look like. And also what the Texans do with all their draft picks. So we will see. And of course, you can t- tune in to In the Loop weekdays, 10 to 2, Sports Radio 610, Piggy Fig, curating the vibes along with uh, Landry and Lopez um, to get your sports fixed, man. And 
course, keep it locked in here for everything else, hip hop, culture, and everything else related, even sports sometimes, you know? So appreciate y'all joining us. Make sure to stop by when we live stream on Fridays on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, etc. Thank y'all. Thank Tab and everybody else for commenting. Love y'all. Until next time. Peace. It's Figgy Fig, and I gotta tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get a chat out with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents, and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com, PCAWellness.com, and tell them Ficky Fig sent you.